you got me thinking if it was really worth it Putting it all at this effort just to end up less than perfect But on our great intentions, something used for our protection Are they just another way to force out imperfections? I guess I'm just effective, pointed in the wrong direction The library in my head has one fucked up selection Now children, pay attention, or you'll receive detention Cause after this, you'll be tested on your own reflection Yo, welcome back to the 40 Ounce Fridays podcast. The official podcast of Cacti Hard Seltzer. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I ain't about to say all that shit if they not handed a bag. <laughs> I want a bag. Give us a bag of Cacti Hard Seltzer. No, give us a bag of actual money. I have bills. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, this is episode 88. I did not just check my phone to see what episode it was. Um, but this didn't. Is... <laughs> I did. I did. Motherfucker, I got. I had your no, back. No, I can't. I had li- your back. I can't lie. I'm too real of a nigga. I lie to these people all the time. Because I'm a real nigga, though. <laughs> and I'm white. <laughs> you are. You are. You didn't lie rewriting, about that. Rewriting history is in my blood. Jesus Christ. You have a good point. You have a strong point. But this is episode 88, guys. Welcome, 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 welcome. We are excited to be back with another episode. And we going we gonna kick it. So we're not gonna talk about work, fuck all that bullshit. No. But okay. um other than that, Ryan, how are you? Well <laughs> You saw how happy I was with the I walked in today with a box of nacho fries. He did. And a Baja Bless. I was so fucking happy. Mm. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Talk last, to these last niggas. last episode when we when we recorded you mentioned that you got um, a box of nacho fries and they give you a second one. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Wow. Nacho fries are back. I would really like some nacho fries. A couple of days later, I decide when I'm leaving work, I'm going to go to Taco Bell. So I get off the freeway, pull in to the Taco Bell right by my apartment. Mm. The line is stretched all the way out to where the food for less is right there. Oh, shit. And I was like, not today. I'm yeah. tired. I'm going home. Let me tell you, that line was long three more attempts, and I did not <laughs> want to wait in it. And then the next attempt to go to that same Taco Bell, I pull in sirens all over the place. Something happened there, and I was like, I, I not Bro, not tonight. What is so popping about the Taco Bell? I finally one night the Taco Bell line is short, mm-hmm. and I pull in. No sirens. No sirens. No nothing. It's just me, me, and that that delicious ground beef that they got. Mm. I pull in, mouth watering. Okay. Licking my lips. Talk to him. Hi, I would like. One box, uh, no, one nacho fry box, mm-hmm. and I hear, "Sorry, we're out of nacho fries." That fucking heartbreak was to hit. It, it fucking hurt. Did it man. take a second to settle in, or was it just like instant? It was just, it was just like, it was like you know in the movies where they're like smiling and it slowly, drops. slowly dissolves. That yeah. was me, and mm. I was just like, oh. <laughs> Fuck. Can I get something else in the box then? They're like, what do you want? And I picked a burrito. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, yeah, no problem. I get my box, get home, open it up. The motherfuckers just threw another taco in there. So I had two basic ass tacos, um, a 
the beefy five layer burrito and a Baja Blast. I actually want to look at the prices to see if I actually spent more getting paying for the cardboard, cardboard box. Uh, yeah. And uh, so on my way here, I'm passing a Taco Bell and I'm like, you know what? For the bit, for the bit. <laughs> it would be hilarious if there was no, no nacho fries. It would be hilarious. I pull into the drive-thru. I see a sign that says no, and I'm like, oh, sh oh no, oh no, and it says no Doritos Locos, Locos Tacos. Tacos, and okay. I'm like, that's fine, I don't want one right now, I just want nacho fries, get in, order my nacho fries, get in line, order my nacho fries, the guy says, sure, what do you want, I said, Baja Blast, and he's like, alright, window 660, and I'm like, sounds good. Pull Nick, up. Not. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. They're like, I got to sprinkle a little, <laughs> a little seasoning on it. I pull up. The guy opens the window and he's like, so, um, uh, we're out of drinks. Oh, fuck. And I look at him and I'm like, that's what it takes me a second. I'm like, what? What? You're out of drinks? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, I mean, that's all right. Because in my head, I'm like, oh, I wanted the Baja Blast, but I'm, I'm fine with just the nacho fries. Like, that's yeah, all yeah. I want. Yeah. And he starts cracking up. He's like, nah, I'm messing with you. Here you go, man. <laughs> I was wondering where I was going. Because I was like, would you have a Baja Blast? <laughs> How many Taco Bells did you go to? <laughs> yeah. Bro, I fucking cackled, and I was like, what dude. What a cool fucking dude. Yeah, I was like, you got me, man. You got me. <laughs> oh. And that's pretty much how my life is. Just a series of <laughs> nacho fry nacho attempts. <laughs> Ryan and the, the search for the nacho fries. I, I understand Harold and Kumar. Like, I, I the, understood the, the that movie. The thirst for it, yeah. The, the, it's a different level now. Like, yeah, yeah. This... <laughs> Oh my God! Ryan Daisy goes to Taco Bell. Is what this movie called? Except oh. there's no, there's no like, like fucking crazy like bros trying to kill me. There's no dangerous raccoon. It's just, it's just sadness. <laughs> I wasn't even high for it. <laughs> it's uh, Bo Burnham's inside meets Harold and Kumar go to White <laughs> Castle. <laughs> Fuck, man. Fuck, man. Oh, shit. There it is again. That funny feeling. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Well, how about you, man? How have you been? Uh, I'm pretty good, honestly. Um, Didn't do anything too, like, super productive. Just been trying to chill lately. Level myself out. Gonna do a room cleaning on Tuesday. We're recording this on Sunday, as always. But, yeah, I'm gonna do a room cleaning on Tuesday on my day off. I got some stuff I want to do on Wednesday, so get that out of the way. But um, I watched some movies. Uh, I watched two. Well, technically, I watched more than two, but two that I hadn't seen before. So the first one I watched was uh, The Suicide Squad because that came out on HBO Max. Very good, really good. Like, like honestly, like straight out, really good. This is not a full review. I don't want to review it until like Ryan's actually watched it too, so we can both talk about it. Yeah. But if you have HBO Max, it's on HBO Max. It's very good. If if the first Suicide Squad movie left a bad taste in your mouth, this will definitely fix it. I understand being hesitant because of the first Suicide Squad, which I didn't hate. I didn't think it was a bad movie. It just wasn't a good movie either. It was just kind of a movie. Yeah. No, Slipknot best girl. But <laughs> anywho. <It's> fucking pop. <laughs> oh, God. It was so great. Me and one of my friends, we went to the movies and saw it when it first came out. And um, we always just joked about that from that day on. I was like, man, I can't wait until they release the, the 
Slipknot director's cut. <laughs> he stole the show. Yeah, like, he, just, he just was like, I'm out. And then yeah. his head just popped. Fucking boom, boom. But um, I'm not going to get too deep into it because I don't want to spoil anything for Ryan. I want him to see it because the, the opening scene is fantastic. Okay, I'll have to it's, that out. It's so fucking... It's so like, yeah, this is Suicide Squad. Okay. It, it, it's, it's totally like, damn, good job. It, it's oh, really, man. really good. Uh... Dude. Idris Elba was Bloodsport. Good job. Idris okay. Elba's just a good actor. That's good. Uh, you know how Will Smith is just Will Smith in every role? Yeah. Idris Elba is Idris Elba in every role, but he also is the person at the same time, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, he wasn't like, oh, yeah, I made him I'm Idris Elba. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's Idris Elba. Whereas Will Smith's just like, Woo! Every fucking movie. I love Will Smith though. Uh, John Cena as what is it? Uh, Peacekeeper. Mm. <laughs> Great. Okay, that's yeah. Good. John 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 Cena. You know he's a wrestler, so he's he's used to acting out a character. Yeah. Like that. So Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn. Good job as always. She was the perfect cast. It, it sucks that she, you know, Suicide Squad was a, the first one was a kind of like a poorly written film. Because she she does a great job as Harley Quinn, and this is Harley Quinn post uh, the Birds of Prey movie. I haven't seen that yet. I do want to watch it. It's also on HBO Max. I've heard mixed things. I've heard some people say like ah it was bad, and I've heard some people are like no it was good. Yeah, so I'm gonna watch it. I hear I hear it's good. I hear that it just got a lot of hate because people just hate DC. Yeah. Like, they're like, it's not a great movie, but it was fun to watch. People are just hating. But one thing I really appreciate, like, this is post-Birds of Prey, Harley, so this is post, like, she's not dating Joker anymore. Yeah. Love it. Good. Love to see just Harley Quinn, like, fully independent That's good. of Joker. I'm glad we're, we're already at that point in the DC films. Yeah. Yeah, love to see it. That's best. That's peak Harley Quinn. That's good. When she's not being fucking manipulated <sighs> and abused by that piece of shit. Bro. Uh, <laughs> you know... What what makes me what made me excited about the movie? Because I was like, eh, you know, like Polka James, Dot Man. Polka Dot Man's cool, but <laughs> I've been like, James Gunn is hit or miss with his movies, and mm, yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, it's so, just the fact that his hits are really big. Yeah. So people don't talk about the misses. Yeah. And then, that, but then, like, even his his honestly, in my opinion, his best movie is Super. That's yeah, probably, in my that. opinion, the best movie he's made. Super's really good. Yeah, um, yeah now that I actually think about it, yeah, Super's really good. <laughs> it's a really good. good movie. If you guys haven't seen that, watch that too. Yeah. Uh, starring Rain Wilson <laughs> yeah. and Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Dude, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Kevin Bacon was like the villain, wasn't he? Yeah, he was the yeah. villain. <laughs> like, oh, and. God. But what, but what me, drew me to the movie was. So when I first saw the first. Uh, Suicide Squad. I, uh, I before the Enchantress reveal in the trailers. Enchantress. I saw people with black goop on their face, and mm. I was like, they're being controlled. Is this some kind of gritty, dark version of Starro? That would oh, be really and cool. It's a, and just so happens. It, it just so happens. Yeah, it's not a big spoiler. Um, Starro is technically the main villain of this new Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah, they showed it in the trailer. Big ass starfish, man. Oh my god. I yeah. Love it. Yeah, I'm glad they they added. Star I'm glad they added like like weird fucking DC villains. Yeah. Like, yeah, get Starro in this. Yeah. Like. Do the weird shit. Just do the weird shit. It, you already kind of fucked up and fumbled at the start. Yeah. Just go ahead and start doing the weird shit. Exactly. Because <laughs> no no one's going to use these characters. Mm -hmm. Did you know that actually even James Gunn initially wanted Superman to be the villain? Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually heard about that. That would have been interesting too. 
Yeah, it's just you can't you can't win that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can only survive. Yeah. <laughs> um, Viola Davis as a Amanda Waller. Yeah, Amanda Waller nailed the role as of always. Course, of good course. job. Like they 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 picked good people to play a lot of the characters, so it's I good. appreciate that. Um, it was good. It was fun. It was funny. Good time. King Shark is great. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> King Shark is fucking great. I love him. Oh, I love him in all forms. Oh, yeah. Every, yeah, every variation of, of King Shark is great. But the, this one was so, like, derp. It was like a derpy lovable King oh, Shark. Oh, God, I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. It was and, Stallone, and the, right? Huh? It was Stallone, right? I believe so. Yeah, I think Sylvester Stallone was King Shark. <laughs> and, um... Just like a lot of the scenes where the the action and stuff, especially with King Shark, is really fucking cool. King Shark's like ripping people apart and eating people and shit. It's great. Um, so yeah, highly recommend it. It's a fun time. Trust me, it'll wash the taste of the the previous Suicide Squad out. And it's not. It's like technically a reboot and a sequel. That's why they didn't call it Suicide Squad Two. They called it the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Because it keeps going off that formation. It's. The movie expects you to to know the events that took place because uh, what's uh, flags there too. Okay, and um, so it, it continues off of that. They just keep getting various villains or mm. you know super villains locked up in prison out for these suicide missions. You're just assuming that this is you know sometime later. They've already done this a couple of times. Like, yeah, Harley clearly this isn't like the second time she's done this. Oh, like, okay. She, this is. This is casual to her. Her and Flag are like homies. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> it, it's it's really cool. It, I loved it. Good times. And wow. they they hinted at you know another maybe like more movies coming out for you know Suicide Squad at the end. So good. I watch it if you get the opportunity to watch it. Hundred uh, percent. That was more the casual thing I watched. Now, if you're a fan of weird anime shit, Amazon's oh, yeah. got stuff for you, boy. Uh, the the final Evangelion film uh, recently came out on Amazon, on Amazon Prime. Oh. Not only that, the the first three like of the rebuild films are also out. So all four rebuild films are out. So I let me tell you my experience with this. Because <laughs> for a good couple days, like five six days, I was in this shit. <laughs> and and I just want to go on the record and say. I won't do a review of Evangelion, not the reboots, not the original suit, none of it, because in order for you to understand what the fuck I'm even talking about, you would you would have to have watched it all. Because I'm gonna go and say the Evangelion rebuild films without like spoiling too much and having a long ass explanation, we would be here forever. <laughs> um, oh jeez. It gets story wise and like what the story represents wise, we'd be here forever. Um, That's a whole episode. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the rebuilds are like kind of like a sequel to what the original Evangelion stuff was, the original anime series, and the end of Evangelion film. It it's it is a sequel, like uh, one hint to like certain things going on within that verse is the final film. The film structured names have been like the first movie was 1.0, you are not alone. Uh, 2.0, you cannot advance, and 3.0. You cannot redo so everyone thought like at first like wait wait because this movie's been we've been waiting for this movie for like almost a decade so <laughs> thank god it finally came out um but everyone was like oh it's gonna be called like 4.0 you cannot whatever it's called 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time 
So if you're, if you're <laughs> yeah, if you're a fan of Evangelion and like you've been following the rebuilds and understand the endings, you'll understand why it's called Thrice Upon a Time. It's a very short. Also, this movie is long as shit. This this one movie, the final movie, is two and a half hours. Jesus. So be prepared to kick back and watch this fucking movie. It, it's three full acts, technically kind of four act ish, but you could split it up by three acts. Mm. Um, but I originally. I was like, okay, I'll watch the movie. I watched it the day after we watched Suicide Squad. And I was just like, holy shit. This is so fucking meta. <laughs> you get to the end, and it's the most meta fucking thing I've ever watched in my entire fucking life. I was like, yo. <laughs> when it got to like the last 10 minutes, I was like, this is so fu- This man, Ano, said, yo, don't ever ask for nothing Evangelion again. I'm never fucking doing it. <laughs> I mean, there there has been an interview that said maybe he revisited it in the future, but that'd probably be like decades from now. Yeah. If he still wants to even do that. Well, on his deathbed, he's yeah. like. <laughs> but until that day maybe comes, uh, 3.0 plus 1.0 is the official ending to all of Evangelion. All of it. It's done. That is the conclusion. I won't give away too much. In fact, I won't even give, give away if it's a happy ending or a sad ending. I won't say anything. I, I do want people... If you're a fan of Evangelion and you're interested, I want you to watch it and experience it blind. Now, like I said, these are like a sequel, essentially, kind of, to like the original series. And when I say that, I mean like you should probably watch the series as a whole. Because that's what I ended up doing. <laughs> like after I watched the movie, I was like, holy fuck, this is crazy. So <laughs> I rewatched because the next day it was uh, Monday. So after work, I got home. I watched like the first half of the anime series. Tuesday, I watched the second half. Where did you find the anime series? It's on Netflix. Oh, that one? Yeah, the, oh. the dub's kind of eh. Yeah. But I, I wanted to watch it. Yeah. So, <laughs> and it, it was it was there. So I, I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. I like you, Shinji. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's not a good dub. It's not. Uh, <laughs> I sh maybe I'll rewatch the series sub, but I, I was, you know, doing other stuff too. Yeah. But um, I watched the second half, and I watched the end of Evangelion movie later that night on Wednesday, the original end of Evangelion film, where, you know, big floating uh, <laughs> ray head in the, the sea of death. <laughs> yeah, uh, Shinji choking Asuka, that ending. Yeah, <laughs> still just as fucking brutal than what the fuck as it ever was. Um, and then I rewatched the rebuilds again over the course of, like, two days. And I was like, yo, yeah, this is definitely all meant to be, like, one thing. Mm. Uh, so if you want to refresh your... If you watch the first three films and you've been waiting over a decade, I say refresh yourselves with at least the first three films. And if you've never seen Evangelion before, watch the whole series. Like, watch the whole... You'll appreciate the rebuilds a lot more have you had seen the original anime. And uh, a lot of stuff was, like, clicking for me. And it was just, this is weird, bro. It's it's really weird. It's really, it's a pretentious, convoluted genius mess. Like, if you're going to make something this fucking convoluted and crazy and over the top and weird, do it like Anno did. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I'm telling you, this is genius. And people are going to be like, Kyle, this is crazy. Because there's a lot of people, there's very middle ground with how these movies turned out. Uh, most people either hate the rebuilds or they really, really love the rebuilds, especially after the final movie came out. I really, really like them. And I like them as a whole attached to the series. 
So for me, I'm like, fuck, man. Evangelion is kind of one of my favorite stories ever. <laughs> like, it's it's up there, bro. It's really, really good. I highly recommend it. If you're into that weird shit and have the time to just sit down and be like, what the fuck? This is it. This is it. Right. It's not for everyone. It's 100% not for everyone. People are going to start this anime and be like, the fuck am I watching? <laughs> like, is this Kyle recommended some stupid bullshit. <laughs> It's oh. not for everyone, bro, and that's okay. I'm just saying, I like that weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> and this is just as weird as it fucking gets, bro. <laughs> it was like, uh, we came across it on Netflix, uh, me and Marilyn, and she asked me what it was. And I was bro, like... Bro, that's something you really can't explain. I know. I was like, I don't know how else... It, I was like, OG, the, it's the OG giant robots anime. <laughs> it's like... You could explain it basically like, oh, there's these these weird beings called angels that keep coming down and attacking Earth, and they want to, you know, destroy all of humanity. And there's this organization called Nerve that built these giant robots called Evangelions to fight them. That that that's a plot synopsis. That's that's a plot. <laughs> it doesn't tell you a lot, <laughs> but that's Not basically how the first episode breaks it down for you. Like the first two episodes, that's what they tell you. And then it gets crazier and crazier from there. Uh, Getting the fucking robot. One thing I'll say I appreciate more about the rebuilds, like the, the fight scenes are really good. The fight scenes in the classic anime are great too. They have great animation. But you know what? A lot of the technology we have nowadays, the angels are fucking terrifying in the rebuilds. Oh, really? Like they already are kind of creepy and scary in the original series too. Especially when you get to the end of Evangelion film, shit gets real weird. The angels in the film are fucking nightmare fuel. I am terrified of some of them. Like they're oh, wow. they're there's one in the first movie. It's the fucking prism, the blue prism cube. Okay. You remember that from the anime? Yeah, yeah. Ten times more terrifying in the movie. Really? I'll show you the scene. Oh. It's because it, because they have higher tech, so it's like all like highly high quality animated and like CG ish kind of. Okay. But they mixed it really well, and it's just this big floating cube that keeps turning into different fucking shapes and shooting lasers. But it does this like scream before it does it. Oh no! And no, I'm like, no. this shit makes me so uncomfortable. Oh no! I fuck. It's my like like out of all the angels in Evangelion, I hate that one. Like <laughs> when I watched the anime and saw it, it didn't disturb me as much. But when I watched the reveal, it's that one. That one is fucking scary, bro. Oh man. And they're just like they're weird, bro. The angels are fucking. They're not. They're they're not human. Like it's it's something like. I wouldn't call it Lovecraftian, but mm. kind of, you know, in that realm where it's like, it'd be hard for a human to comprehend this shit if it was yeah. real. Like, that that's how the angels feel. But, um, yeah, Evangelion. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you're into to weird shit, bro, watch. Uh, also, yeah, that, that be prepared. Uh, all four rebuild films in total, that's like an eight-hour marathon if you watched all four in one sitting. <laughs> hey, that's a whole work shift. It is. And it is a work shift. Also, uh, Tada Ikaru does uh, the the theme songs to the films. To oh, the rebuild films. okay. So yeah, so they did um, Beautiful Boy is like the main song they do for it. And then uh, they also do, uh, what's it called? One Last Kiss for the last film. Okay. Something like that. Uh, great music too. But yeah. <laughs> that's it that's all i wanted to talk about for that so i i recommend both films but i recommend evangelion as a series as a series whole watch the whole thing so um 
Speaking of weird shit or shit we just like in general, it's time for We Like Your Shit. Hey, we like your shit. So, last episode, I mentioned uh, a co-worker of mine named uh, Billy. 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 Mm -hmm. So I reached out to him. And, you know, I told him, you know, I like you as a person, but I like your shit as well. So, he, uh, go, this is a message he sent me, his description of himself. Mm-hmm. All right. I go by the name Ashuo, pronounced Ashuo. But you can call me Johnny as well. Don't call him Johnny, call him Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a variety streamer. Um, he's usually playing at uh, Left 4 Dead 2, Killing Floor 2, Minecraft, Splitgate, Phasmophobia, and Pokemon Unite. And he's currently in the middle of a Pokemon Nuzlocke run, Sword and Shield. Um, he usually okay. streams Tuesday and Friday to Sunday around 8 p.m. Uh, PST. He also has community game nights where he plays with his followers. And we, I'm actually going to be playing a game with him hey! the Sunday um, after this episode airs. So, you know, this Sunday, the fucking 29th or something... Uh, doop a doop a doop a doop a doop a doop a doop. Yeah, 29th. 20th. Okay, so yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when this comes out, it'll be two days before that. Perfect. Yeah. Um, we'll be maybe playing sometime in the afternoon. I'll put it on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I'll put it on Twitter. But we're probably gonna play either like Phasmophobia or Left 4 Dead. Nice, nice. I'm leaning nice. a little bit more towards Left 4 Dead, but I've never played Phasmophobia. So. Why not pay some some bl Back for Blood, the game that you know people are saying don't buy this shit. It's, it's just, I, I yeah. A lot of <laughs> a lot of people have been saying don't buy this shit. It, like I said before, it's been my favorite gun gunplay that I've seen in a game. Mm. But yeah, I don't know, man. That's not enough. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna see how it goes once it hits launch. I'm not gonna buy it at launch. Okay, I get you. But, yeah. Yeah. So Ashuo, it's uh, let me spell it out. It's a uh, A S H, um, U O. Ashuo. Ashuo. So, Ashuo, we like your shit. We like your shit, you bro. Can, you can find his Twitch link in the description. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And also, don't forget to catch that stream with him in our own lovely days. So, you know, uh, that'll be that'll be that, 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 this Sunday as of this recording. Or, I mean, as of when this episode drops. I'm a, I'm a little excited because, you know, I've been only streaming by myself. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to play with another person because I feel like my personality on streams is going to be vastly different, different. Mm. like you know streaming by myself oh yeah fables, yeah it's I'm, a different feeling i'm like you know i'm just i'm communicating i'm chill and all that i already know i'm gonna be a fucking asshole <laughs> like <laughs> yeah so look forward to it y'all come by drop a billy in the chat a everyone drop billy everyone drop billy in the it's chat. better than um What's what's been happening with the the fucking racist raids oh, going on? Because I saw you share that that video saying, and I shared it too. Well, not you. Yeah, the, the, whoever runs the forty ounce the, Friday the Twitter, forty ounce Friday Twitter page. Yeah, but um, apparently a lot of uh, black uh, people of color, LGBTQ, have been getting uh, these really hateful like uh, Twitch raids. I said Twitter before. It, I saw the post on Twitter. It's uh, raids on Twitch. Um, if you're unfamiliar with what a Twitch raid is, it's pretty much, uh, someone will essentially invite all their, like, you know, followers, people, you know, watching their stream at the time 
to another person's stream. So it pretty much dumps a bunch of followers into a you know another person's stream. They might stay, they might follow. It, it gets you out there. It, it you know it carries you over. So that's nice. It's yeah. it's usually a nice thing. It should be a nice. It thing. It should be. That's the point. But a lot of people have been getting these hateful raids. So like somebody will come in, raid a Twitch stream, immediately just racist homophobic shit just all in the the comments just spam down and uh a lot of uh creators have been voicing their concerns about this because this keeps happening and it doesn't seem like twitch is really doing much about it they're just you know banning people for some stupid bullshit <laughs> so how about you get on this twitch do better do better twitch Come please on. sir do better uh, fight for that. Don't don't do your stupid Twitter arguments you normally do. No, I'm gonna have to do an ultimatum to Twitch. Twitch, if you don't do better, I'm taking my 26 followers somewhere else. Do it. <laughs> do it. I would say Mixer, but R.I.P. Oh. oh. Yeah, no, there's. It's a shame because there's so many good, uh, especially black content creators out there, mm -hmm. and exactly. they always get the shit end of the stick just from people who just can't help but say the n-word in a chat yeah like fuck man again like you're so cute and edgy oh my god you dropped nigger in the chat like like fuck you <laughs> yeah hey kyle hmm. can i drop a hard r right now go for it feller <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh yeah just just say fella just say fella and fella hey there, guys. my fella my, that's what i've been doing he's been getting a kick out of kyle lately oh, shit yeah <laughs> Bella. My fella. Like fucking hell. I was rapping <laughs> along to, to songs like uh, my drive home and every time, you know, they, they drop the mm. N-word, I, I, I would say fella along with it. And it does make the songs like a hundred times funnier. Oh my god, that's so great. <laughs> that's... Uh, okay. Ooh. But yeah, we like your shit. We Cast like the stream. Uh, Twitch do better. So let's let's move in on into something I want to talk about really quick. Uh, people were people were, have been talking about it lately, because I guess there's been a, a recent TikTok where I've I've seen like clips of it because people have stitched it a lot, uh, and the girls pretty much saying all games should have an easy mode. So it brought up this debate again because this has been a debate every now and then, you know, in and out over the years. So it's come up again. Should all games have an easy mode? And when I was like younger, like back, like not even, not even like in high school, like I want, I want to say more like early in the college. So I was like maybe like 19, 20, 21. Um, I used to be like, eh, what's the harm in it? You know, this is not an easy mode, blah, 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 blah. But when, you know, you grow up and you really think about it, it's just like, no, no, nah. they don't, they don't all need an easy mode. And the one main reason I think about that is when you're a developer or creator of a game or something like that, you put a lot of your time and effort into making your intended vision and of course people want to play games to have fun their games you know consumer market you want people to buy your games and have a good time with them but at the same time you want to make something that you made and feel proud of that you like oh i did this right so if a company or a developer you know makes a game intentionally hard like say like the soul series like the soulsborne series yeah. dark souls uh bloodborne even like shit like Sekiro and uh, uh, Ghosts of Ghosts of uh, Tsushima, uh, what's it called? Neo Nio with the oh, samurai. Yeah, you know, game uh, near autonomy, like games like that. Like 
they're supposed to be hard. They're built to be difficult. You're supposed to lose and learn and understand and come back and then triumph. Yeah. Those are the point of those games. And with, uh, especially with, you know, Elden Ring coming out, which looks really sick. Um, it's just like, they're not going to make an easy mode over something they intentionally made to be a challenge. Yeah. Imagine working hours and hours to make this game as difficult and challenging for a player as it can be. All right, it's done. Let's add the easy mode so all of that effort means nothing. And yeah. I understand people just don't need to choose an easy mode if they don't want to. But if a game company makes a game that they're like, no, I want people to be challenged by said game. Yeah. Then they have every right to do that. They don't have to add an easy mode. Exactly. Like, I am god awful at the Souls games. I try. Same. I really try. Same. 100%. And <laughs> I am awful at those games. I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, man, I want an easier mode. That would be so fucking boring. Yeah. That would be so boring. It defeats the purpose of the excitement of the game. And people are like, games are meant to stress you out. Some people like competitive games. Some people like a challenge. They take enjoyment in the challenge. That's why puzzle games They enjoy exist. to hate themselves. Yeah, that shit too. That's why fighting games have such a competitive online scene. People enjoy the challenge. You may not enjoy the challenge, which is perfectly fine. I don't play games to have a hard time. I play yeah. games to enjoy myself. But it doesn't take away from them. Yeah. Maybe that's the enjoyment they take out of it. Maybe they get bored playing just like something that's a story. They yeah. want to be stimulated when they play a game. Exactly. Like, I get easy modes in story games because it's like... You know, I, I want to know the story. Yeah, like those selections. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's like yeah, this uh, this uh, forty-eight hour plot line in this one hundred and sixty-hour game. You know, maybe I don't want to spend those one hundred and sixty hours struggling. Maybe I just want to watch the forty-eight hour yeah, plot and just play and just enjoy it and have a good time because I actually like the plot. And a lot of games are super fucking long, so sometimes you maybe maybe they want to do at least one playthrough on easy just so they'd be like, okay, I know the story. Now when I do all these other playthroughs, I can just focus on trying to get as good as possible. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine, guys. Like, I'm not saying no game should have easy mode, and I welcome it if if the developer wants to do it. Yeah. But if they don't want to do it and you're kind of forcing them to, it's weird. Like, when people were crying over Sekiro, because when Sekiro came oh, out, yeah. everyone was like, it's too hard. They should add an easy mode. They don't fucking have to. Get good at the game or spend your money on something else. It's it's so <laughs> much more, like, it's so much more re rewarding. I just, I watched uh, our buddy uh, Patrick play a lot of Sekiro. Oh, yeah. And, like, if, if that was easy mode, I just watched him, like, slash and something die and then walk over slash, slash something, something die. die. Yeah, that's boring. Like, those yeah. games aren't, like, I'm not saying Sekiro isn't a story-driven like game yeah i heard the story is pretty decent as well yeah but it's like you're there they more advertised and focused on the actual gameplay yeah of said game so like what they're gonna show cuts little clips of uh easy mode where you watch a story cutscene and then watch your boy you wouldn't even use any of like the stealth tactics you wouldn't yeah. do all any of the cool movements to get advantage in a battle you just walk up walk yeah. up walk up like there's five niggas walking up and it's just me boom it, it's, it's <laughs> like <laughs> not just me <laughs> oh it's like when i think about it too it's like in easy mode for sekiro it'd be like the 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 boss fight where you fight the monkey mm -hmm. and you oh, chop up his head yeah yeah and then, and then it gets back up <laughs> how boring would that be it's like like part of the fun of that fight is like thinking just like, that you won oh, yeah. and then it's just like 
then the boss gets the second half. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's moments like that that you're just like, fuck, man, I just stress so much about that. And people took enjoyment out of it because it was a challenge. They liked the idea. Because it's a fun challenge. Like, that's exciting. That's cool. Yeah. You didn't expect that to happen. You're like, fuck yeah, I killed this thing. And then it's just kind of quiet for a minute. So it, it lures you into that sense like, yeah, you did it. You beat it. Psych! Psych! <laughs> <laughs> and it catches you off guard, and you're like, oh, fuck, I got <laughs> Oh, man. Like, that's cool. And you wouldn't get that same level of enjoyment if it was just on easy mode. Because there'd be nothing to be fucking afraid of. Yeah. You wouldn't be scared that the monkey got back up. You played it on easy mode. You easily beat that monkey you'd be the like, first time. You'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Let me just drink the one potion because I lost 18 health. And, and like then just hit it, like, three times, and then Ugh. it'll die. Fuck like, that, that would suck. Fuck that. Ooh, maybe I would like it. Play a game that offers easy mode. That's there it. are plenty of games that offer an easy mode for you for you to be complaining that all games need an easy yeah. mode. Yeah. That's actually uh, one thing I like about uh, Bug Fables is um, it's just the one game mode, kind of. Mm -hmm. But there's a... But you can add a bunch of stuff to oh, make challenges. it hard. Dragon Quest Eleven does that. Or it's like you have like a metal, and it's like hard mode metal. All the enemies are harder, and your attacks do less damage. Mm. There's codes that you can enter on the main menu that affect the game. Different stuff, like mm. ways, like oh, all, um, all your attacks do this damage, or oh, you don't gain experience, like shit like that. Okay. So it's like, okay, okay, but I'm not sitting there like, eh, I wish, I wish. I had I could play Bug Fables without these options there for me. Like, yeah. fuck that. And it's like, yeah, no, Dra Dragon Quest does that too. I think it's mainly in the um, Definitive Edition. Dragon Quest 11s Echoes of an Elusive Age Definitive Edition. If you haven't played it, you should already play it. It has a four-hour demo available on Switch. Yeah, and Knuckles. And Knuckles. With new funky mode. No, for real, that's a good-ass game. But um, you can select these things called, before you start a new playthrough, you can select these things called Draconian Quest. And it's stuff like that to make the game harder. Like, you can't buy items. You can only find items in the wild that you oh. pick up. You can't uh, wear armor besides, like, your starting armor. Shit like that to, to make your next playthrough harder if you choose to do so. And to have the satisfaction of, like, cool, I, I beat this really tough enemy, but I also had these conditions on. There's one called Shypox, which is an actual in-lore thing in Dragon Quest XI. If you read, like, a book in one of these, like, dungeons, it talks about Shypox. And essentially what it does is randomly with no control, you have no control whatsoever of this, of this. randomly your character will just be, like, too shy to make an action. And it's really? Shypox. And it's random. It's completely fucking, you'll never know when it's going to kick That's in. That's hilarious. Like, your, your Shypox kicked in. And I didn't, I, like, I think Draconian Quest didn't exist in the original Dragon Quest Eleven, Or at least it didn't until you beat the game once and then okay. they unlocked. Whereas in, like, the Definitive Edition, they're just there. You can select them at the start. But, um, I remember reading that book in my very first playthrough of it. And, and it's just, like, this story about this dude that has Shypox. And you're just like, heh. Come to find out they're just like, yeah, let's make it a bonus thing. You have Shypox. That's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> they and I was like, yeah, and it just adds... Because like, imagine being in a boss fight and being like, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that last shot you need. Oh, man. And your nigga's like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, don't look at me. 
Like, you might not enjoy, because I wouldn't fucking enjoy that. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I wouldn't care. I've, I've beaten that game so many times, I, I probably wouldn't struggle. It would be something that would piss you off in the moment, but give you a good laugh an hour later. Yeah, you'd be like, <laughs> damn, that shit really happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. See, that, that? I like, see, games, I like with the variety. There's mm -hmm. a variety of games. If a game's not for you, buy a fucking different game. Exactly. There's hundreds of thousands of millions I, of games. I have no problem finding games that I can enjoy without them being, like, too fucking hard. Yeah. Like, like no issue. No fucking issue. Like, I, <laughs> I am absolutely dog shit at mini video games. Mm -hmm. There's so many games that I'm just fucking bad at. It's in my fucking Twitch bio. Like, <laughs> in my bio is a terrible gamer terribly playing some not-so-terrible games. It's just like, but come on now. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit there and be like, well, you know, this game would be better if it catered to me an individual. Maybe if it added a beginner mode or a hold-your-fucking-hand mode. <laughs> like, get good, nigga. I feel like it would be funny if Dark Souls added easy mode. And it was like, you click it, and then it drops you in, and there's like one enemy, and you kill it, and it's like, all right, you pass the tutorial, get ready for the game, <laughs> and then it just throws you <laughs> into, into the, the normal game. game. It's like should, one basic enemy. So they should way, just they should just fucking troll them, and just be like, oh, it's it's easy mode. It'll you know it'll help you get through the game easier. You can just do this. And, and then when the game starts, you just have this random fucking dude next to you that just kills everything. So you, ne you never get to, to do anything. You yeah. just kind of watch this guy do it, and you ne you just never get experience it. And so you never get better gear. <laughs> you yeah. never get pickups. So when you get to the last boss, the dude fucking dips. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that would be nice. That would be nice, because then it's like, ah, 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 okay. Quitters. <laughs> nah, oh, but, but yeah, bro, that that's uh, that's what we think about the easy mode discussion. You don't need an easy mode for everything. Easy. Easy-e. Yeah. <laughs> it cracks me up when games are like, there's like easy, normal, hard, expert, and then you look up, and it's like, beginner and you highlight it and it's like so you're a fucking pussy or a five-year-old oh. <laughs> like, no no fool oh man i just like the story <laughs> dude i i've recently hit a point where it's like if i'm not interested in the story i'll pick normal but most games i'm like hard <laughs> like because i'm like fuck it let me let me get the most out of this game i can if it's a game I've played before and I'm playing it again, I might tend to pick a higher difficulty. Yeah. Unless I'm playing it for the plot. Yeah. Unless it's Spider-Man. You can just pick the hardest mode on that game. It's pretty easy. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Is what it is. Um, let's talk about Pokemon. Oh, boy. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Take your pick. Let's the community will fucking, you know, shit on let's, anything let's you talk about. Let's start with Arceus. Do you see them? Do you, did you see them trees? Did you see them trees? No, because I was watching him ride on a fucking majestic deer thing. I know, but did man. you see them shitty ass trees though? Who the fuck cares, dude? <laughs> someone uh, in a on Reddit, someone was trying to argue that the trees in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas looked better than the trees in Arceus, and I'm like, I was like, okay, one, those trees 
look so dated. Like, I, I'm like, I, they do look more like trees than the Arceus game trees. Mm -hmm. But then I'm like, but then again, it's a game based on real life. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. It's like people are like, all oh, the trees look the same. Have you watched an anime? Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, nah, it's not that forest, it's this forest. Nigga, them forests look exactly alike. Just a bunch of fucking redwoods. The lighting there. is just slightly different in this forest, so it's not the same <laughs> and forest. It, and it, it's a dangerous forest. Occasionally, you'll have a spooky branch on the side. Like, kind of spikes, a little dark shady. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but it's all the same fucking No, shit. it's dark forest, bro. Nigga, that's a palace swap. <laughs> They used to do that on the SNES so they wouldn't waste space. Yeah. <laughs> they just re. That's why RPGs have fucking reshaded enemies that are harder later in game. Yeah. They got in a storage for that shit, bro. <laughs> oh man, it's like, yeah, you know, you know the enemy that you fought in the beginning. Well, this one, this one's green. That's why we got 18 different color slimes. That's okay though, because now the slimes all have their like individual quirks and personalities. Oh. Like the King Metal Slime. Oh. That's experience and money in the bank. Oh. If he doesn't run away. Oh, oh that edible kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's stay focused. Oh, it, it got him. I gave him two little gummies. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, it just started hitting. It, it's not going to destroy you. It's going to make you feel real nice. No, that's good. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, let, let's do it in order they did. Well, they talked about a bunch of other, you know, smaller Pokemon stuff, like the, the Cafe Remix. So that's cute if you like playing that game. Uh, Pokemon Home updates, I think, got talked about. No, no, they just talked about um, Arceus and Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl being compatible. They're, they're not going to update my feature that I'm paying, like, fucking, like, like 35 bucks No, for. they sure fucking won't because they think it's fine. Um, but... <laughs> I mean, it Game is Freak's fine. not swindlers. They're just stupid. Yeah. I, I stand by that. I'll say it's like crazy that Pokemon Home is actually a good feature. Like, I can pull it up on my phone. I can look at my Pokemon oh, yeah. on my phone. Oh, yeah. That was super neat. I, I did that when I was uh, getting, like, the little free, like, gifts you could get with Pokemon Home. Like, I got the other starters. Oh, I have yeah. starters on my, my uh, shield. That's awesome. Yeah, I need to use the mystery gift more often. I definitely don't check it as often as I yeah. should. Pokemon Go got updates. Uh, so that's cool if you still play Pokemon Go. No, no hate to you, honestly. Like, yeah. Dope that you still play Pokemon I'm Go. I'm very proud of you. Yeah, I'm for... glad people still are like, yeah, dude, Pokemon outside. Like, that's dope. I got a job. I, I personally can't do it. Yeah. I go to work and I go home. I actually caught Billy playing Pokemon Go a couple times on our oh, breaks. Word? Yeah, like... <laughs> It's still a thing. It's yeah. still a thing. And then, um, no, I think that's it. Oh, and Pokemon Masters EX. They they have a big update going on with, like, a storyline, I guess, that's going to be starting involving, like, all the main villains and shit. Oh, really? Yeah. So, if you play Pokemon Masters EX, that game I might be interested in. I have to check because I, I remember when it launched, people were like, yo, this shit, ass. Like, the features are ass. That's why it's called Pokemon Masters EX, because they revamped it. Okay. But, um... Have you, uh... Before we get into the other ones, do you know much about Pokemon Unite? Have you... I haven't played it yet. I know hmm. there's talk about, like, oh, it's pay to win, and some people are it like, is. it's not pay to win, it is per se. It, it is, but it isn't. It's like, you can have fun until you get high up in ranks, and then you better be dropping a bill. Mm. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet. I'm, I, I'm, will, I'm willing to try it, because it's Pokemon, the reason why I haven't tried it yet, I'm not a MOBA player. Me neither. 
I'm, like, I'm, I'm not gonna try this. My one. my my roommate, one of my roommates, Kevin, used to play uh, League a lot. Yeah. So you know he toxic, but. <laughs> yeah. <You> say <laughs> little, that. Little Scorpio. <laughs> Same birthday as Henri. Henri's a Scorpio. Oh. Always got to drop some Dorara. Yeah. Marilyn's a Scorpio. Oh right. Yeah. No, but like Hon- <laughs> Henri and Kevin are like the same birthday on Halloween. That's crazy. Yeah, I was like, see, Kevin, you're just like her, a fucking parasite. Oh yeah, so Naruto's a fucking Scorpio. Oh, is he? He's born on Halloween. Oh fuck. Damn. Anywho, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> just proof that astrology's wrong. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Damn, Modina about to come for you. That is fine. She about to come. She about to fucking hexy my girlfriend's a witch what has she said to me that she hasn't said to me before (laughs) you're right (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong um but let's talk about pokemon uh we'll talk about the remake first the the brilliant diamond shining pearl i love the art yeah just want to say um both games definitely look better now than when the initial trailers were shown so we'll, with Pokemon, uh, with Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, a lot of like the damn this shit is hitting. A lot of <laughs> a lot of the issues that were um, that were made in that first trailer, like they they seem to be resolved. Like yeah. we were like, oh no, the graphics look kind of like eh. it looks polished. Yeah, it looks like they they definitely were like, yeah, we weren't done yet. Yeah, and now this looks more like a finished product. And uh, Chibi Cynthia was there. Adorable. So probably um, one of the best champions. I feel like she's not my favorite champion. I think my favorite champion is still Steven. Mm. But I can say she's the best champion we've had. Yeah. Like, I'm a, I'm, 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 I'm a big fan of Lance. But, like... Lance is classic. Like, Lance man. is a classic. Like, I would do anything for Cynthia. Bet you would. You seem like that type of nigga. Not like, not like, like I, I love her. Like <laughs> nah, I'm not gonna like would. grovel at her fucking nah, feet. No, I bet she would. No, uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna grovel at her feet. <laughs> but if she was just like, hey, give me a glass of water, I'll be like, yeah, right away. <laughs> yes, Cynthia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Cynthia's cool though, bro. I like Cynthia. I like Steven's my favorite. I like Leon. Leon was funny. Yeah. I like Leon's personality. Leon. Leon definitely had a lot of personality for a champion. Yeah. Uh, I I like, um, I think her name is Diantha. She's the oh. Kalos champion. Yeah. I like her. The game didn't do enough for me to care that yeah. she was champion. It was just like, she's there and she's she, like, And she Hi. does fashion and stuff like that. But they didn't give me enough of her like being impactful to the plot for me to care yeah. that she was the champion. Yeah, she was just there and she like had a conversation with the main villain. And Kalos and is like... like almost my favorite region yeah like Kanto and Kalos are my favorite too it would be if some of the stuff that was in the game were able to be explored but that's, that's Pokemon Z <laughs> <laughs> uh. but um back to back to Gen 4 so you know we got we got the chibis and yeah they, they the models look a lot better the game looks fun the game plan battle looks fun and they also added a ton of new features or updates and improvements to previous features from Gen 4 oh, I know so I, I, I expected like improvements to like features already in Gen 4. I wasn't expecting like a few new things. Yeah. So that's cool that they did that. Uh, it, it, it makes it a more refreshing experience. I mean, I guess I should have expected that because all the remakes do that. But since it looks so chibi yeah. and like, oh, they're going for a more retro kind of lookish thing. I thought they would be more like pure, purest yeah. to what Gen 4 was. 
But it's cool that they're still mixing it up. They just decided to use a different art style. It's, it's just so nice that one of my favorite features of Gen 4 was the underground. I loved, I would spend hours with my friends all like local, locally underground digging things, giving items to each other, like secret bases mm. and all that. And like, I was so happy when I saw the underground because I was worried they were going to add it. And then the cool... What are you gonna say? The Pokemon down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh. what I was gonna say. The cool, one of the coolest fucking things is the little Pokemon habitats. That They're they biomes, added. different biomes in the so, underground. So, so if you didn't see this, the presentation Minecraft. that came out, uh, it it came out before this recording, but um, they have shit like when you go underground, you can go into little biomes like Ryan was saying. They're like habitats for different kinds of Pokemon. So sometimes Pokemon that are in the region that you can get even on your national decks can only be found in said biomes. So you'll go, like, let's say you go in and it's like a fucking grassland in a little cavern. And then another one is more of like a little icy frozen place. Like, you can find different Pokemon there. And the Pokemon that show up in these biomes are also affected by the little Pokemon statues you put in your base. Oh. So I was like, that's kind of fucking neat. That is really neat. It's a really neat mechanic. So you can always visit these random places, but if you want to pin down a Pokemon want yeah you can probably get the statue for it that's really cool because also like one thing about the Sido games that i always tell people when whenever they're um people are picking up a uh, diamond pearl or platinum and they ask me about it i tell them tell them right away if you want a fire pokemon pick chimchar unless you don't mind waiting because mm. it, it was like up until the there's no fire pokemon until like the fourth batch what I'm hoping but, for is with this underground, if we get it soon enough, maybe, maybe there's a chance to get a fire type sooner, you know? That's true. Cause I, I they might like, just put it out in the wild or they might, yeah, do the thing with the bottom, depending yeah. on how quickly you can get to that stuff. Yeah. But it's, it's nice. It's, it's adding a lot of stuff. And one thing that, um, one of my, one of my favorite things in gen four is, uh, with, uh, a heart gold and soul silver, the Pokemon following you. Which oh, was yeah, yeah, introduced yeah. in Diamond and Pearl in the one little park. Mm -hmm. Boy, when I saw the fucking Pokemon running behind them. Yeah, they, oh. they even said in um, yeah, the trailer that they'll, they'll have that feature. So I was like, that's fucking dope. Good yeah. job. Yeah, people like that mechanic. I'm glad they added it in the, um, the expansion for Sword and Shield. Like when you go to those uh, those expansion areas, your, po your Pokemon leading your party will follow you. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So it... It's dope. Like, they kind of walk slow, but they have a way, like, it can like, easily catch up to you. Mm. Yeah, and it's neat. That so I have neat. my little Eevee follow me around when I when I go out in those areas. Oh, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. It's, uh, it made me feel like, because Sinnoh and Johto, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but Sinnoh and Johto are very much linked oh, in yeah. the games. Mm -hmm. Like, um, they, it, the storylines happen at the same time. Yeah, it's like, um... Kanto and Hoenn, yeah. their storylines happen at the same time. Yeah, because it, um, it? it's Kanto and Johto, so then it's Sinnoh, or Hoenn and Sinnoh. Yeah, and like one of the opening scenes of, of uh, Diamond and Pearl is like, he's watching TV and mm -hmm. he sees the event of the Red Gyarados yeah. on TV. Yeah, no, so it's neat that they have their little callbacks. I, I wish Pokemon would do a more concrete timeline. You know how games are. They they like to be ambiguous because they never plan for that shit initially. Yeah. So instead of just, you know, just forming one and going from there, they just got to bullshit it, Zelda. But, 
But yeah, uh, the game looks fun. It comes out November 17th? Yeah. November 17th? Almost. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. And then a few months after that, in January, we've got Pokemon Legends Arceus. Ooh. Now, a lot of people, we, we were even talking about it when it first got announced like a couple months back, that uh, the graphics was looking a little, little weird. A little weird, a little glitchy, a little oh, sticky. I remember I was like, I hope the combat system isn't what we saw in the trailer, where it's just the Pokemon standing there like, ah, frame by frame. Ah. <laughs> That's kind of, yeah. Uh, no, just like with uh, Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, Arceus definitely looks way more polished than it was when we initially saw it. So we definitely did see some early stages of gameplay. And uh, I don't know, man, that shit looked, that shit looked good to me. I don't, yeah. I don't give a fuck my who is like looking at every fucking tree in extent extensive detail? I'm not. Are you worried about every little tree or are you just not worried about the landscape? Yeah. The landscape, nigga. <laughs> but um so uh if you didn't watch the presentation, why didn't you, first of all, if you're a Pokemon fan? Yeah, idiot. But <laughs> <laughs> But um It's set in like the Sinnoh region, but it's before it was the Sinnoh region. So the region is called Hisui, and uh, Mount Mount Coronet's at the center. Yeah. And then all around it are like these different kind of like biomish areas, large areas you can roam and explore. So they showed more of the footage of you like you know going out into the wild and catching Pokemon as yourself. Like you can hide in tall grass. So how the turns table with that one now you scare pokemon out of tall grass mm -hmm. so you can do that uh pokemon different pokemon will react to you differently some of them will just you know kind of be curious about you and look at you some of them will run away immediately so then you got to challenge it and then some of them will even attack you because I... pokemon attack you in the overworld <laughs> people have wanted that feature for a long time yeah people have wanted we were we were kind of close in sword and shield they'll chase you if they see you. But then it's just like, oh, Pokemon battle. battle. This one no, is like, these, I'm a fucking kill yeah, you. Yeah, these Pokemon will fucking mollywop you, bro. Ah, so they ah. show footage of like an Ursaring slapping like uh, olden day Don out. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck, it, bro. And, uh, the I, memes have been great. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Grandma fought bears so he could go. Oh, my God. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, so it's cool. Like, And uh, you actually like can black out from taking too much damage from a wild Pokemon that hits you too many times. Oh, that's so cool. So I was telling, I was telling my roommate Kevin, and I was like, Hey, yo, these Nuzlocke's about to go crazy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Uh, if you, if you, if you die, out? if you die, it's automatic KO. <laughs> if you die in the game, you because, die in real life. blacking out what could be considered a death in a normal Nuzlocke. Yeah. Like after you lose a battle, you, you black out <laughs> when you get knocked. You didn't even battle. You just automatically lose. You can't do anything. Man. That's it. Permadeath. Permadeath runs on Pokemon Arceus. Which I think, I actually think that'd be really funny. Yeah. Like, that'd be really fun if somebody did that. It's just like, not only are we nuzlocking, but we, we locking in this life right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If I take six KOs with all six Pokemon on me, I lose. But if I die, I die automatically. <laughs> Bro, that's it's 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 just nice because it's it's innovative. Mm -hmm. People keep asking for Pokemon to do new things. Whenever they do, people hate it. And this time, it's like it's so different that it nah, breaks bro. from the norm. 
Nah, bro, it's like fucking Breath of the Wild. They're just copying Breath of the Wild. Dude, people, people are saying they copy Breath of the Wild, and then also people are like, they need to look at Breath of the Wild and, like, you know, do that. And I'm like, no, they don't. They don't. It's Pokemon. Yeah. Fuck off. This game's cool, though. You can ride on fucking deers. You can ride on deers, on fish. Fish, on big-ass birds. birds. Uh, oh, man. So we got some olden-day evolutions for some older Pokemon. So Pokemon mm. that, you know, didn't have evolutions previously back in the day. Get an evolution back in this olden history of Hisui. So I kind of wonder, I guess, like these evolutions died out over time as Sinori changed, I assume. Yeah. But we have an evolution for, fuck, what's his name? Uh, Stantler. Stantler. I'm Stantler so happy got an evolution. That. It's called Wiredeer? Weirdeer? Weirdeer. It's like this glowy, white, majestic deer with golden horns just uh, just imagine stantler but a little weirder the cooler stantler the cooler st <laughs> i boy like when i was a kid i thought stantler was like so cool even though i knew it wasn't a good pokemon it was just like the idea of this deer with balls in its antlers yeah like i thought that was cool <laughs> but man i'm so happy to have it yeah have an evolution that's actually a psychic type now yeah that's true and then um the fish, what's this called? Basculin? The yeah. little pir piranha. Yeah, now it's a big piranha. Yeah. And you can ride on it. It kind of has like these shiny swirly like tail design at the end. Looks really cool. Then we also got regional variants. So we got long lost regional variants of Pokemon in the modern day. We got Breveri, which is uh, a psychic normal or something like that. Yeah, now? it's now, it's crazy. It's like pretty much fucking this it's like it's like a it's like a fucking all-american knockdown yeah <laughs> this is the right way to be a knocktail mm. but yeah you can uh fly with uh uh hisui and blueberry via like a little glider that you have and it yeah. holds onto it bro it's breath of the wild man. <laughs> fuck off bro this is breath of the wild bro oh no a game inspired another game like if it's fun, bless you. <coughs> bless you. Six more, I'd feel like an orgasm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the the one a lot of people were more most hyped for was Lil Hisui and Arcanine. Oh, so fucking cute. Yeah, little little, little fire rock type. Rest in peace. We can't even. No, right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, how did this motherfucker die out? Oh yeah, it's even worse. <laughs> Damn, you thought a water gun hurt nowadays. Yeah. Back when they got hosed. <laughs> you think it maybe like uh, uh, it got the world got flooded, and then that's why <laughs> it's more like lambent and fire. It's just like I need to keep warm. So I'm wondering if we'll have a cool little Hisuian uh, Arcanine. Yeah, that'd be neat. I'd be so down. I wonder if the fur's gonna be over its eyes on that one. Yeah. Or maybe it'll, maybe it'll give it like a mane, like a lion's mane. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, the, they look cool, bro. They all look cool. And the game looks fun. It looks, it looks fun. like something people have wanted for a long time, you know, like actually traveling out and throwing the ball and catching wild Pokemon. Yeah. Whether or not it ends up being a really good game, it's going to be a fun game. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, uh, that comes out in January. I forget the exact date. I think January I'm, 22nd. I think I might that might be the first game that I stream on release. Ooh, okay. I feel like that would be really fun. Okay. It depends on what my streaming schedule is like by then. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving on to the next topic, this is something for me. 
for me. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> no. I got you a gift, Kyle. What'd you give me? It's this segment. Oh, oh. I get you. <laughs> but um, you just sit back and grab my popcorn. Yes. <laughs> this, this won't be that long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Three hours later. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I recently played the demo for Tales of Arise. If you guys don't know what uh, Tales of Arise is, it's the latest game that's going to be releasing as a part of the Tales series. It's a classic JRPG franchise. The games don't necessarily connect to each other. Some of them do, you know, like the Final Fantasy kind of deal of uh, numbering games. But uh, they have like their little subtext. So Tales of Arise is coming out. Uh, basic basic uh, thing about the main characters of what I know. I don't know too much about the game. I kind of want to go in blind. The There's this girl. She says she lived next door. Tyler. But, <laughs> but um, uh, there's this woman, this young lady, and she suffers from some kind of curse where like anyone that touches her gets like electrocuted or something, like shocked by touching her. So it's like... Put a shock to your system. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the Curse of Thorns. So it's kind of like from what I've seen from trailers too, like I said, I'm trying not to see too much. I want to go in blind and excited when I play. Uh, it seems to be split between like two t- uh, classes of people and, so- and this lower class is seen as slaves. So homegirl with the curse is of the higher class, I believe. And then the other guy, uh, the other character is a dude. He has like this metal mask over his face and he kind of doesn't have memory of his past, but he's, you know, one of these lower class people. And I guess they got to team up. But one cool thing about the dude is that links them together. Like the girl can't be touched by anyone because they get shocked. They get hurt by touching her. He, for some reason, can't feel any physical pain. Oh. So he can touch her. <laughs> and they can team up and do like cool little magic stuff and shit like That's that. That's cool. It'd so be I like- guess they're traveling together to solve the world's problems like i said i don't know too deep about the plot it's like if rogue and kick-ass were fucking yeah (laughs) (laughs) no it looks super fun though like i like i said again i'm probably explaining the plot really badly because like i said i don't know too much about it the game comes out september 10th so it's really close to release we got a demo released on ps4 ps5 xbox one and xbox series x that's a lot of shit uh (laughs) But the demo's cool, it's it's really short. I don't know if it's a segment from the actual game or some scenario, random traveling scenario they made up for the characters. So you get to play as them all. There's six main party members that you'll get over the course of the game. And in the demo, when you start it, you can select one of the characters to start, as playing, start playing as. But it's just kind of the character you use in the overworld. You can switch between who you play as and battle by yourself. So you can play as all of them in one playthrough. But, uh, one thing that incentivizes you incentivizes you to play as more characters is the fact that um, you get little cinematic cutscenes at the end of each trailer, or at the end of each demo. So you get to see like a little quick cutscene about the character, and it's just like, who's this guy? Who's that? What's Pokemon? he fighting for? And it shows like random scenes of dialogue clips. So you're you're just kind of like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? And then you get gameplay. You're just like, ah, oh, shit. And then it says, thanks for playing. But it's in pairs. It's in pairs. So like, I guess each like like, there's six main characters. So two characters know each other. Two characters know each other. Two characters know each other. So if you play as one, their partner, they have the same like, cutscene. Oh, okay. So you only have to play through it three times if you want all the cutscenes. Technically, I played through the demo a couple of times. I played it on it 
my Xbox and on uh, my PS4. Okay. To kind of get the feel of how you want to play, you play it. it, yeah. Before okay. I choose what console I play it on. So, so hear that. If you if you a rich motherfucker like Kai Hell who owns uh, all the consoles. The no, I, I'm <laughs> poor. I don't have the new consoles. I'm not fancy. We're not playing the same game on different consoles. <laughs> just just wait for the Switch OLED to come out so you can buy a PS5. <laughs> Switch OLED. Uh, regardless of what system you choose for these demos, uh, the game looks gorgeous. Like. I'm playing it on the previous generation consoles now at this point, and the game looks gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. really, really stunning. Uh, so I'm glad because you know when you see like a game's opening, this the opening animation is done by the people who do Demon Slayer. So mm. so the animation in the opening is super crisp. That makes so you don't want to go into gameplay that's just like oh <laughs> that's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> so the graphics graphically the game looks gorgeous. Gameplay is super fun. It's an action RPG. If you haven't played the Tale series before, essentially you go into battle, you and three party members, you can switch between who you control independently of yourself. You can swap out party members, shit like that. Uh, you have a button basically that does all your attacks. So you can do attack combos. You can extend your combos as you level up and grow as a character. And then uh, the combo system is based upon which skills you choose. So you can do your basic combo, press a square, like square, triangle, circle. You'll do a different skill, and you can chain one special skill with another one. And okay. You can put a character up in the air. Like, this move will cause the character to go up, and then you can jump up, do an aerial attack on them. And oh. then some aerial attacks, you know, slam them back down into the ground, so you can slam them back down. Your team starts jumping this nigga. So it gets more... It's, it's very simple, but it gets more complex, because... The more you use certain skills, the more they can become more powerful and the more they can evolve into other skills. So you want to practice a lot, get the variety so you can get the moves you want. And it makes for some cool team ups, makes for some cool like combo setups you can do. And there's also team finisher kind of things you can do. It's a cool demo, bro. So you got, you got a little hands on time as everyone. So you got to see how you felt. And everyone also has like a little gimmick to their character that adds a little extra spin. Like the main character, he can combo extend his basic stuff or like his special moves by pulling out this sword made of like molten rock because he can't feel pain. So he can just oh. swing that shit around. So it deals a lot of massive fire damage, but he loses HP. He, does, he doesn't feel pain, but he still takes the damage. Yeah. So he, but he, that's his special skill. And then there's one character who can't like dodge roll and evade like the other characters, but she has a big ass shield so she can block and parry and shit like that. So there, there's stuff to enjoy with each one so you can get a feel for who you want to main around most of the time. That's really cool. Yeah, that's glad, I'm glad they do that because a lot of times it's like, we're going to show the demo of the main character. Yeah. And it's like, maybe I'm the not going to play gonna see as in the, the main character. The, the fucking gameplay trailers anyway. Yeah. Also very diverse weapons. You have main character, sword boy. Uh, the girl with the cursed thorny shit. She has a rifle, so she's she a shooter. Ah, she is sh off our shirts. About to make, make these rifles burst. Burst. Uh, you got a mage, so she has a spell book. Martial artist, so he he about to be on the front lines fighting. Uh, the giant shield with a mace. Uh, that's Bay, by the way. I love tough women. <laughs> And then a dude with a staff, so he does all the cool twirly shit. Okay. So so you got different you got you got a good amount of variety with the playstyles you can pick and the team combinations you can do. And I, I'm I'm very curious about how the story's gonna go because it seems to deal with the idea of like 
upper and lower class and like have the lower class are treated like slaves and people want to kind of like pitch that the untouchables the untouchables <laughs> but it, it's it was a fun demo dude so I say try it out if you're interested and you like JRPGs and if you haven't played a Tales game before the Tales series is pretty solid so this is looking like it's gonna be gonna be real good like game of the year contender it, it feels like for a lot of people so we'll see when the game comes out uh, it's less than a month now September 10th Oh, speaking of Game of the Year, do you, do you mind if I talk about my Game of the Year real quick? Do it! Alright, so my Game of the Year 2021 is a game that came out in 2019 called Bug Fables. And I've made I'm I've talked about it occasionally on the podcast. By the time this episode airs, I'll have completed my stream series of it. So, you know, check out my Twitch, see the see the VODs, but be warned, major spoilers there. <laughs> um boy like i i played paper mario right before i played this mm-hmm. and you know it's kind of a spiritual like successor to the paper mario franchise mm-hmm. i mm, i'm gonna get crucified for this bug fables is like much better than thousand year door oh really much better my god the different things i i stick to some stuff the same attacks all the time. I stick to my same attacks, mm. but I know that when I hit, if I do, when I replay it on hard mode, which I'll do off stream, I ain't gonna watch. Let you guys watch me struggle. <laughs> um, uh, I know I'm gonna be doing all sorts of different team attacks, and man, it's it's so crazy. There's so many different ways you can play the game. With your collectible yeah. bugs. <laughs> yeah, you get you get the three bugs. You get a bee named V. Uh, she uses a beamerang. Um, then you have a beetle named Kabu, who's like Aww. the best boy. Best boy, <laughs> hands down. Like every fucking like bump in the road, he's like, "Well, I mean, we can do this, guys. We're a team." And I'm just like, "Fuck, I love you. Little I love you." Two Gabu. I, I've been calling him Gabu like the whole stream. <laughs> Gabu. Because it was like the second stream. I was like, I was trying to name them. And I was like, I think his name's like Gabu or something. (laughs) I fell in love with him and I'm like, I have to, he's Gabu in my heart. Gabu, Gabu. And then the most interesting character is a moth named Leaf. So the plot of this game is V and Gabu want to be explorers. And um, so in this, in the ant kingdom, long ago, the ant queen uh, wanted to find something called the everlasting sapling. Okay. That is supposed to grant eternal life, keep her youthful, and be. And she was such a good queen, such a noble queen. Like, always did the right thing. Held treaties with the wasps and the termites, and the bees and everything. And in her old age, she fears dying. She fears dying and letting all that she's succeeded in go to waste. You know. So that's her quest, was to find the everlasting sapling. Unfortunately, she dies. Damn. But this, her daughter decides that she wants to continue her mother's quest. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm leaving out some bits because I don't want to spoil some big like plot reveals mm-hmm. of the game because there's one thing that I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> but so... The explorers of the Ant Kingdom all take jobs trying to help out around the Bug Kingdom, doing things for other bugs, uh, doing things for the queen, 
and in the the main goal is hoping that one of one of these groups of explorers will find the everlasting sapling mm -hmm. and explorers are traditionally groups of two bugs mm -hmm. a leader and the other one so the teams are like oh this guy named maki and his sister so it's team maki and it's like that's usually named after one bug mm. so v and gabu decide to explore this place called snake mouth um it's a cave and in it they fall down a hole and meet a, a moth trapped in a spider web that has amnesia and ice powers so they're like what, what what the fuck is what what are you and they're like i think my name is leaf but other than that i don't i don't fucking know mm -hmm. you find out more that it turns out leaf knows a little bit about his past he or they is what i should call oh, them okay. is um got trapped down there with um with their team when they was a he mm -hmm. Um, and back when the original queen was oh. still in power. So he's been down there for like decades. Yeah. Like both, uh, V and Gabu were like born into the current queens. Like mm -hmm. that's how long he's been down there. Mm -hmm. So you, you know, you find, you find out about the everlasting sapling and you go on a quest to try and, uh, get it for the ant queen mm -hmm. and along the way you're you you go to different worlds like you go to the bee kingdom go to the termite kingdom mm -hmm. and it's just amazing the combat system is incredible you get you have different metals that you can attach to each bug some are like specific to a bug some are like oh if this one is your tank then you can throw this kind of thing on there all sorts of different combos you can do i guarantee you no two people, unless they copy someone's strategy on the internet, will play the game the same. Okay. And that's one thing I really appreciate. That's, that's always fun for an RPG. Yeah. What I'm excited about is I'm at the last area called the Giant's Lair. Mm -hmm. So what interests me is the Giant's Lair is the place where the Giants used to ro roam. Mm. Used to. Mm -hmm. The Giants are humans yeah so what the fuck happened here is, is <laughs> like my fucking catchphrase i'm like what what happened what the hell happened here that's neat like <laughs> fuck it, it, i'm really engrossed by the game and mm -hmm. the developers said that if they make sequels it's not going to focus around the same group of bugs they're going to do different bugs different worlds if they were ever to do a sequel and i like that i like the idea that kind of ju just expanding the world itself yeah and it's it's a really damn good world it's so immersive all the bugs have their own even the little npcs each npc has its own little personality mm -hmm. the bugs don't really look some of them look alike but some of them don't one of my favorite things in the game boy boy so when you search like um in paper mario if you used what uh, like goombella or something to mm -hmm. tattle you can get the enemy's hp and stats about them so that okay. way you know for future you do that with something called spy in this game i didn't spy in the beginning i found out about that later and then i had to go back and spy all the enemies i missed because there's a mini game called spy cards <laughs> and it's exactly what it sounds like it's fucking like magic 
with the bugs that you find in this That's world. fucking cool. And it is so fucking fun. <laughs> I actually love it a little bit more than the actual game. And I found out there's a website you can use Just to play. Just play the fucking card game. Yeah. Like, oh my god, the card game is so fun. I'm not even kidding. These fucking nerds. Oh. <laughs> So it's like, you fucking nerds, you're just like, we should make a card game no game. Oh my god, you know I'm a sucker for card games. Yeah. <laughs> but, dude, I honestly, game of the year in my opinion, I okay. give it a solid 9 out of 10. Okay. I will, we'll see if it gets a 10 out of 10 when I finish it. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I, I, I recommend it to you. I feel like you'd like it. You're. Yeah, it seems like something I would, I would enjoy, honestly. It, it's a nice, like, 56 or so hour RPG. Okay. Like. It's short, sweet, to the point. A lot of fun things to do on the side. All the side missions have been fun. Even though fucking irritating ones. Okay. Bounty system. I mean, there's only four bounties, but, like, they're they're tough. There's a bounty system. You I, can I, be a bounty bug hunter. Yeah. I wish there was more bounties, but... Yeah. Yeah. I like what I got. I like Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, I remember first seeing it, like, uh, seeing, like, gameplay of it and, like, screenshots and stuff. I was like, this looks cool. I, I should probably try to pick it up. It's on Game Pass. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, anybody who's... I can who's, at least start it out. Anybody who's curious, it's on Game Pass. And let me tell you, I left a lot of plot out of my little thing. Oh, no, no. Are there I'm, some I'm things sure where did. I started saying things and I was like, mmm... Yeah, so this uh, the, I'm gonna say it like this because I don't want to spoil. <laughs> I don't want like I don't want to spoil what Leaf actually is. I don't want to spoil what goes on with the Everlasting Sapling or who's looking for it or who the main villains are. Oh, and um, why V has a falling out with her sister. All that you'll find out in game. <laughs> you'll find all that out more. <laughs> mm, it's fun though. It's fun. Nice. Okay. So yeah, I, I'll I'll have to try it out when I get the chance. Yeah. That'll be fun. So finally, uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk about. This is kind of like a test for something I want to do. We we wanted to do kind of like our own like official like game scoring like system, pretty much. <laughs> our our scoring system in general, not just for games, for like music, for shows and shit like that. So we made like the the forty ounce grading scale. And uh, let me just pull it up so I can uh, cor correctly recite to you the notes of this. So this is kind of gonna uh, kind of gonna be the test run. Yeah, we're probably gonna do different variations of this for different forms of media too, like new albums. Al or yeah, movies. Yeah, all shit like that. This is kind of just like the basic outline. So we're gonna grade everything on a 40 ounce grading scale. So when we do that, we're gonna separate it up into four categories. Uh, so like example since we're gonna do a game today so for games we're gonna talk about the visuals so you know the graphics the art style the animations things of that nature that's gonna be graded on a scale of one to ten ounces ten ounces of bug fables <laughs> ten ounces of bug fables all right <laughs> uh, every, everyone I'm just gonna add the ounces I say I'm gonna give okay I gotcha so that uh, we got audio so it's like voice acting if there is any music and sound effects so that's another oh, ten ounces the sound effects the music is some of the best music i've ever heard i'm giving it a solid 10 ounces <laughs> this nigga <laughs> this nigga said bug fables is, is already 20 out of 40 right now <laughs> um so then we're gonna go gameplay so the controls uh the design of you know like the ui 
the combat, how the controls are mapped out, mini games, etc. Shit like that that you would play. Eight ounces. Okay. Um, twenty-eight. The the UI is great. The combat system is amazing. I will say, I wish I played it on a controller. Mmm. And even that, because the platforming is doo doo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, there's platforming in it. <laughs> it's doo doo. Damn. But it might be better on a controller. Okay. Okay. Notes for the people. And then we got story. So you have the overall writing, uh, the directing of the story. So you know, like how things are shot or how the uh, scene is set up, depending on, you know, game to game. And of course, the pacing of the game between like the gameplay and the story. How serious or how not serious the story is, shit like that. So that's another 10 ounces. I'll give that one 8 ounces to Bug Fables. Okay. Because there are, it's a great story, but there are some parts where I was like, oh, wait, that's it? That's it for this part? Mm. Oh, okay. And then eh, some parts are just not the best, but solid 8 ounces. Okay. So Bug Fables would be uh, 36. 36. 36. Ounces. So then we also have little rankings for the, the ounce grades. It goes for every five ounces. So I'll just read them out to you so you guys know. Uh, if a game gets, or if anything gets zero ounces, it's uh, what we call, I'd rather have Natty Ice. <laughs> uh, one to five ounces, Natty Ice. <laughs> uh, six to 10 ounces, that don't taste too good. 11 to 15 ounces if it's at the party i'll drink it 16 to 20 ounces it's what i could afford Fuck. <laughs> 21 to 25 ounces the champagne of beers yeah <laughs> so you know you, you, you did a good job uh 26 to 30 ounces let me have another 31 to 35 ounces Cracking a cold one with the boys. This is this is this is like the like, classics. Yeah. This is the good it's shit. It's like even if it's a Pabs Blue Ribbon, like you enjoy drinking it. Yeah, yeah, you crack yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, boy. So then you got 36 to 39 ounces. Is I want this shit on tap. This is when that game mm. is damn near flawless, just almost perfect. Bug Fables is a fucking game on tap. That's for sure. Oh yeah, 36 ounces. Uh, and then we got 40 ounces. A perfect horse. A perfect horse. That has nothing to do with beer, but fuck it, bro. It we is, used to talk is. about the perfect horse. It's perfect. Then, um, he sent me this, and I told him, if anything gets above 40 ounces, though, it has to be an E40. Yeah, I wrote it down. Above 40 <laughs> ounces, E40. This is like the legendary. This is the Hall of Famer. You I, get your jersey hug up the Chronicles of Time. I will find us E40s one day, man. I will. <laughs> that was such a... Yeah, we can't never... We can't ever find him again after that one time. Yeah. That beer exists. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a 10% 40 ounce. Yeah. Like, ugh. It did not taste good, but man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't taste good at all. <laughs> that shit... That shit did not taste that good. It was, it was fun to drink watching Dorara. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did. Fuck. <laughs> that was one of the night, days where we watched it where I was like, the next day I was like, hey man, like I need to rewatch this episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, so, so example, Ryan uh, pretty much gave Buck Fables a 36. So that would be in the I want this shit on tap. 
he he hit that shit right there. Bing bing. I will say in Bug Fable's defense, the game is great. It doesn't have a lot going for it, so it's very easy to give it high scores because mm-hmm. it's very simple. It's like there's hard. To, it's hard to hate because it's so simple. You know. Yeah, okay. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of one of those, like, aw. Yeah. Yeah. That's a wholesome fucking game, man. Well, good shit, bro. 36 out of 40 ounces for that. And I want to give another quick example. This one will be real quick. Uh, for example, I want to use, um, you know, the resident punching bag for me in terms of games. Jump Force. <laughs> oh, boy. Jump Force. So real quick, we're gonna. This is what I would give Jump for, and I agree with the overall grade of it. <laughs> uh, and I'll, I'll explain why. Visuals, six. Uh, a lot of this shit looks really, really cool. Like when you just kind of looking at it sometimes, like the backgrounds and like a, like the fabrics on a character are so super detailed. It's kind of crazy. Um, it gets a six because them faces, boy. Oh yeah. Some of them faces should not exist in the way they do. Why do they make Dio so pretty? <laughs> Dio so pretty. Fucking Goku looks like a fucking doll face. It's fucking creepy. Uh, the animations can be real janky all throughout Gem Forest. So that just brings it down. Like the A lot of the pretty aspects of the, of the graphics are what I give it a 6 for. Mm. Audio, also a 6. Voice acting, great. It's the voices of the fucking characters. In, in Japanese. I'm not talking about a dub. I don't think Jump Force has a dub. Yeah, I don't think so. But, um, you know, it's all the sub voices, so they all sound fantastic. Um, sound effects, they're solid. You know, it is what it is. Oh, also why I gave it a six for uh, visuals. Some of them particle effects, they be too much. Oh. You don't, you, I, I don't understand what the fuck is going on. Shit is just kind of bursting into color. Um, but with audio, like, you know, sound effects are all right. Voice acting, you know, solid. It's the voice actors. Um, the music sucks. I, I, I hate it. Not even <laughs> for two reasons. One, how the fuck you get this selection of fucking shonen characters all with great sound? JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh. Dragon Ball. One Piece. Naruto. Bleach. Bleach? Bleach got bangers. Yeah. The fuck? Bleach is like, <laughs> music is pretty fucking almost iconic, I would say. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's just like, and they just have this weird soundtrack where kind of all the songs sound the same. They're supposed to be, you know, that e- epic orchestral kind of shit. Oh. But I'm like, this is Kingdom Hearts. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. That's, I want anime music in my anime game. Yeah. I want to fight as Piccolo against Gara. But then a fucking <laughs> or like fucking like cell comes down to fight fucking Midoriya and fucking Kira's theme plays like fuck oh fuck no yeah so like that that killed it for me they had all this musical opportunity and they choose this boring ass soundtrack uh, I'm not getting into super detail because. Y'all don't want me to do that again. Uh, <laughs> I might. Gameplay, fucking four. Um, <laughs> I'm being very generous yeah, when I give I it a like four. Yeah, I was like four. I, I expected be- a two. I'm- the reason why I give it a four is because it is an anime fighter that is made for the sake of being an anime fighter. So it has all these animes. That's like the one thing going for Jump Force. It's like, oh, fuck, look at all these anime characters. So you and your boys can have a little party game night. Yeah. 
So I give it a four because of that. Like, it's useful for that. It's something you would play if it was at a party. Uh, story, one. <laughs> this story is dog shit. I give it a one purely because at least it had a beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> Jump Force story is ass. And again, I know people are always being like, you want to Jump Force for the story? But they added a story mode. So I'm a judge it. You put it in your game, I'm a judge it. And it's a one. Just sucked. The writing sucked. The fucking direction of it sucked. The, the writing. pacing of it sucked. Whack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> so that's a one. So Jump Force would get a D in our grading scale, which would be if it's at the party, I'll drink it, which is what I was saying about the game. Like I would never fucking choose to play Jump Force. Like, you know what? I'm going to play Jump Force tonight. But I was out at a party with the boys just hanging out and they were like, y'all just want to play Jump Force for the lulls. I pick up the sticks. <laughs> like, yep. like, uh, it, it's like Tecate. It, it <laughs> like, reminds me of that line in Bojack when they uh, the orphanage gets Herb Kazaz's name wrong. And it says Jerb Kazaz. Mm -hmm. And Todd says, that sounds like something that you get at a Mediterranean restaurant. But when they're like, do you want us to box your Jerb Kazaz? You're like, mm, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bojack. Oh fuck. Okay, so anywho, that's that's what it's gonna be. So we'll get in a little into a little more detail with uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Ooh, I, I finished this a few weeks ago. It's like been almost a month. So we're gonna yeah. do a review. It's not gonna be that that long. I want to try to make the another reason why I made the graded scale was to try to get us to make the the review shorter, just so we have more time to talk about other stuff. It works with this because this is like one of the last things we'll be talking about. But um. Yeah, that, that's the whole point of it, to kind of make the reviews go more smoothly so we can just move on to the next thing, but get all our thoughts out. So that's how the grading scale is going to work. So we're going to do it for Yakuza Like a Dragon, considered as kind of like... like a virgin. <laughs> for the very first... It's the very first time they use turn-based RPG. Uh, hold on. My brother is calling me. All right, rude interruptions aside, let's get into the fucking Yakuza Like a Dragon review. So we'll start off with the visuals. So visuals, we're talking about, you know, just the overall graphics of the game, the art style of it, how they chose to, you know, define those gra set graphics, and the animations, like for the, the attacks, the moving around, how the environment feels, shit like that. So Yakuza Like a Dragon, um, Yakuza games tend to look really good and they tend to been, be improving graphically each and every title. Uh, I gave visuals a nine. Visuals are definitely really nice. Graphically, the game looks really good. I played it on the Xbox One and uh, game, look, game look nice, bro. Um, if you really look at some of the models, you'll start to notice flaws, which is more flaws, so, which is why I graded it lower. And you know, it does that thing where the the major characters have more graphical detail than like the npcs mm. like a tad so that brings it down a little bit yeah. that's why i wouldn't give it a 10. that's something that doesn't hurt a game but it's definitely noticeable mm -hmm. when you when you really look at it it's like oh okay i noticed that you're like um, wait a second that tree looks like the other tree <laughs> art style i'd say is solid you know yakuza always goes to make the characters look like real people it does a good job with this graphic and graphics engine. I like the fact, you know, everything looks smoother. Uh, people look like people, especially when it's like the, the CG cutscenes kind of thing, where like they get that full character detail in a cutscene. 
you can kind of see all their facial expressions that's one thing i'll say too uh the main character ichiban uh his facial expressions are fucking great like the way that he can express like a wide range of emotions which is the way like he positions his eyes and moves his eyes and shit like that is really really good like he has like a really cool face for like a story like this yeah. I I gotta say with the the couple streams of yours that I watched when you did stream it, mm -hmm. like I was, I really liked how they designed his character. Yeah, especially how they made that fucking like what fifteen or nineteen years. It's it's like eighteen years or something. Yeah, yeah it's a long time. It's later. like a, the time jump in the beginning. Like he, I was like, oh look at it's this like young guy. Just like New Year's two thousand. Yeah, and then when he comes, you know, it's the, like I th it's like 2018, 2019. It. it you can see the age on his face. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, he's, like, in his 40s at that point. I was like, fuck, that's crazy. It's actually a really good plot twist. For yeah, and too. that was, like, in the first chapter. Like, I was like, that was super dope. But, yeah, the uh, art style, great, fantastic. Uh, animations, for the most part, very, very, very good. Like, uh, the combat system, the way it works with the job things, I'll get into it when we get to gameplay. It works really well with the animations they choose because... Uh, to, to put it in a short way, Ichiban kind of sees stuff like an RPG, which is like kind of like out of the box reason why the game is turn-based. Because Ichiban sees life like like Dragon Quest, where he's like the hero. Yeah. So it's a turn-based combat kind of system. They even joke about it in-game. And um, that's why there's kind of like these cool little particle effects and other things with some moves. That's not how the move actually looks. That's just how Casca is perceiving it in a battle. <laughs> he thinks things are all RPG and wacky, but they're they're really cool and like a lot of the special move animations are super dope. There's cinematic setups. Uh, there's a summoning system, so the animation in that is cool. I'll talk there's about summoning? it. Summoning? Oh. We'll talk about it when we get to the gameplay. It's oh. really fun. But yeah, like like I said, just a few issues here and there for me, like graphics wise. But everything else, I really really enjoyed the way the game looked. So I gave it a nine. So next we're gonna go into visuals. So that's like audio in terms of music, the sound effects, and of course the voice acting. I played this game in English dib. 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 Hey, Kanye album came out. <laughs> but um, anyway, the 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 audio design um, overall voice acting. I played the game in English dub. I I enjoyed it. I thought the voice actors did a great job. I love Ichiban's voice. Um, I thought the characters, you know, did, it's a solid dub. It's nothing that makes it like fuck. This dub was amazing. There are a few standout voices. Like like Ichiban's voice actor is great. The voice actor for another character, I don't want to give away too much from the story, but essentially kind of like the main villain, rivalish kind of character to Ichiban, I think is the same voice actor as the guy who plays Wei Shin from Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs is a super dope game if oh, you guys wow. have played it. I think it's the same voice actor. It sounds like the same dude. I would have to look it up. But that's who I immediately heard when he talked. There's just a lot of cool, nice English dub voices. So I thought the dub... The dub did a super good job. It didn't uh, take away from the story. But I know a lot of more people play Yakuza sub just because that's more so what it is rather than the dub. I speak English. That's just how I play games if it's an option. Sorry, guys. But I thought <laughs> I thought the voice acting was great. Um, when we're talking about 
sound effects they're really good uh they they match the animations of the combat really well so like all the wackiness you'll have those wacky kind of sound effects you know people are spitting fire with the hobo bottles <laughs> again gameplay um, so yeah all around solid i i give that an eight so so audio eight oh music too uh music same thing with the with the sound effects you know i like the overall soundtrack there's some tracks i'm just like eh, i could do without this one oh i like this one a lot i wish i could hear this one more shit like that so you know good eight good strong eight on that one so then we're going to get into gameplay the gameplay is fun dude the gameplay is super super fun it looked a lot of fun <laughs> i give it a nine and i'll talk about why i give it a nine but um gameplay it's turn-based combat but you have like certain little features to it like say uh mainly with ichiban too but uh basic thing is if like an enemy or one of your teammates is going to attack a uh you know the opponent if something's in their way they'll like kick it out of the way so if it's like some chairs they'll kick the chairs out of the way and they can hit enemies around nearby and they'll take like very small amounts of damage but they still take damage and get knocked down and if you're ichiban if there's an object he can pick up instead of doing like his normal basic attack or something he'll pick up the object and start beating the dude with it <laughs> so so it, it kind of gives you that uh older action or uh action combat style that the other yakuza games give you where kasuka can or what uh kiryu the main character of the original yakuza series can like pick up shit and like use environmental objects as weapons it gives you that kind of vibe to it, but in an RPG way. If I can ask, what's the funniest um, environment weapon that you grabbed? He picked up, like, a fucking sign. Like, a lit-up sign. And fucking just started smacking a dude with it. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like off the wall or something? Or? No, it was, like, in the ground. Like, one of those fancy ones. Oh, okay. So it's smaller, but he still just picked it up and started beating dude with it. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this man is an absolute fucking legend. But, um... 40 year old man beating people down with Yeah, for real, signs. this man is 40. There's like two dudes that were 40, and then one of us was like in our 60s, and he was whooping ass, bro. All types of police brutality. <laughs> he used to be a cop. <laughs> That's like that first party member you get. Yeah, yeah, Dachi. Is there any other party members besides the, the police the chief, the bartender, and the hobo? Um, there are three more. One oh. of them's a hidden character. You gotta do There's always a, hidden character. You gotta do a certain mini game and complete it, and you unlock her. There's a hidden party member in Bug Favors. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. They, they don't have get have health. They're just like it's a pet. Oh. Okay. So it, it'll do like one to three damage mm. to the enemy. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love hidden characters. But yeah, yeah, there's like hidden characters, and then there's two other party members you get that are not that are not initially shown. Uh. But yeah, you got the basic turn-based RPG, like I said, with the environmental objects. Also, sometimes, if you're running to an enemy and one of their teammates is in front of them, they'll hit you and stop you from getting to that person and you'll take damage. Mm. You also deal more damage to people that are knocked down. So, let's say one of your teammates knocks an enemy down. If you run up and attack, it'll do more damage because they're on the ground. That makes sense. So, you're fucking jumping them. Sometimes, depending on your bond level, your uh, teammates will, like do a follow-up attack to your attack so like you'll knock them over and then they'll run up and fucking hit them after <laughs> <laughs> so you can just jump this man <laughs> yeah they fucking jumping you bro fight back 
Just like that meme. Just fight back, Nick. Fight back. Let him get up. Let him get up. Let him <laughs> yeah. So, so those are just like basic features too. And then you have to like your special skills, which is based on a job system. There's a job system in this game, just like Dragon Quest. Mm. So <laughs> you go to this uh, hiring agency essentially, and that's how you can switch your jobs. And the jobs are all like things like demolition man, police officer, SWAT, bartender, host at a bar, hostess at a, like shit like that, break dancer, musician, cook. And they all have different kinds of weapons. Like the cook will beat you up with like fucking ladles. <laughs> and then some of them will be more magic based and some of them will be more like physical based. Like you can be um, a fucking, what's it called? A fucking bodyguard. You just wield the katana, but you just do these big, heavy fucking slashes with them. Oh my god! And you dress up in a suit, like it changes your like costume, like oh, if you choose. Cool. So he has like a suit because he's a bodyguard, and the hosts and the hostesses like dress up like all you know with the flared up suits because you know they're trying to attack, attract customers and yeah. other business. The hostess is great because one of her moves is fucking ashtray. <laughs> And she pulls out an ashtray and chucks it like a frisbee at the end. Oh my god. <laughs> That's it. You sold me on the game. I'm, I'm playing it. It's <laughs> on Game Pass. And um, <laughs> I always thought it was so fucking funny. <laughs> I was like, this bitch really just pulled out an ashtray. And she'll like comment, like Sai would like fucking be like, your ashtray, sir. <laughs> she fucking Oh my god. <laughs> I was oh, like, oh, great. I love that's this game. Great. You can be like a fucking gambler and your moves are kind of more luck based, like how much damage they'll deal. I know she has one like special move when she's gambler. I believe that's what the job is called or dealer or something like that. Where it's literally Russian roulette. No way. And <laughs> she'll put the gun to her head. I was like, oh fuck, she could kill herself. <laughs> Shit. That's... Everyone fucking Persona 3 beamed it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. baby, baby, baby. Um, What's the benefits to the Russian roulette? Uh, I think you just deal a shit ton of it. It's like an ultimate move. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you have ultimate moves for like job classes and just for like j characters in general. Everyone has their like starting class. Like a Dachi is a, a detective. Sai is a, a barmaid. She like runs the bar. She's not like a fucking hostess. And then, um,. Namba is a bum. He's a homeless man. That's his class. The homeless man is like the mage. <laughs> he, of course he, he is. He throws bird seed on the enemy and then a bunch of pigeons peck at them. He grabs a bottle of alcohol with a lighter and spits fire. You know, he's a mage. That's awesome. Yeah, and he beats people up with a cane. <laughs> and then there was like an in-lore reason why Namba used a cane because we fought somebody that actually used like a form of like cane fighting. And he's like, why do you think I modeled beat people up with umbrellas after this? <laughs> That's why he picked up an umbrella and started smacking niggas with it. Mama's in his 40s. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, just shit like that. Adachi, he's like your tank. He like initially just takes a bunch of damage. He can tank a bunch of damage and immediately counter. He's like picking up people and slamming them on the ground. Police brutality, bro. He has one move where he fucking like kicks you in the leg and knocks you over and you kneel. He just smacks you back and forth with the baton. That's great. I was great. like, my man was beating some niggas in his heyday. <laughs> <laughs> like, god damn. Ooh. How are you supposed to confess? <laughs> no, it, so the combat gets really fun. 
I would say the reason why I give it a nine is because it can, in some aspects, in terms of the combat, be kind of limited. It kind of feels, it kind of leaves you feeling like they could have done more, and then they didn't. Like especially with like team up moves, there's there's a lot of variety with the team up attacks, but it feels like they could have been more. Like you could have advanced them and had more stuff like that. So that's why I give it a nine. It's not quite like you know perfect. Uh, but overall, really fun and really satisfying. The more you like explore different job classes and unlock different moves, because certain moves carry over to other classes. So like every class has like one or two moves that are just be like, no, this is yours. You don't need to be in this job necessarily to do that. So you can carry over certain skills to other jobs, okay. and so you can mix and match and have like a certain build. So I thought that was really cool. So if you still wanted to make a dachi like a tank build you like you know train more of the tankier job classes to do that and if you wanted namba to be more of a mage you train more of like the magical stuff so you can gain skills for all of that okay so then you can set it to the job that you want but mm -hmm. you have the main skills of the other classes Jaws. yeah i was like that's, that's super neat that's really cool yeah. that's a little cause it, it like i said it, it feels like they could have done more with it yeah it feels like it's like oh you almost did something like perfect this is definitely a game that's like hey here's a concept if you like it, then mm. it's a part of it's a prototype. Hopefully, we get you know like a dra like a dragon two, especially Electric regarding the story. Yeah, <laughs> especially regarding the story because uh, I I really enjoyed it. But um, yeah, game gameplay overall nine. There's a shit ton of mini games, just like how regular Yakuza is. You can play like arcade mach like fucking uh arcade machines of like Virtua Fighter. Like that's a game mode in the main menu. You can just play like the OG Virtua Fighter, like local. <laughs> Um, there's the whole, uh, the claw to get the stuffed animals. You can mini golf. You can no do baseball. I think you can do baseball. There's like go-karting. There's a lot of mini games, but that's how Yakuza always is. There's just a shit ton of mini games. So that's always great. Cause you're just like, look at all the fucking random shit I can do besides the main story. <laughs> like, and that's why people play Yakuza for so long because you're doing all that. You're playing Mahjong. You, oh. you never played Mahjong in your life, but now you know how to play because you've just been <laughs> playing Yakuza. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so that's that's always fucking solid to me. Uh, the controls are great. They feel nice. Uh, the layout and the UI for like the battle system, I feel like, is laid out really well. It's very easy to understand. Oh, and there's a summoning system. So the summoning system is tied to a side quest you can do. It unlocks it. It's called uh, Pound Mates. <laughs> Now, it's called that because of the side quest you do, where Adachi calls this hotline called Pound Mates, and he's gonna get, you know, like, you know, little baby girl to oh, tend to him to the night. Pound. But instead, a big ass buff black dude shows up, right? <laughs> Pound Mates isn't made for sex. Pound Mates calls people to help you fight niggas that is hassling you. Oh. So these dudes show up, and then eventually, it, it essentially introduces you to the summoning system. So you use your phone to call one of these pound mates. Are they all black? No. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say. There's different side missions that'll give you like unlock different characters to call as a summon. One's a crawfish. It's cute. Or was it the little crawfish? Mm -hmm. Oh, the one that you were gonna save? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's that one. It, it has a move. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it, it's super dope. But um, the first time you use a pound mate, it's free. But then after that, it costs money because you're paying for a service. 
Mm. So that adds to the idea of the summoning. And then certain, like, conditions may cause you to not be able to use certain ones. Like, oh, he only goes out in the day. He only goes out at night. You can't call a pound mate down here. You're underground or, like, shit like that. So you, you got to think about wouldn't have want to use and abuse your summons. Yeah. But there's, like, this cool little cutscene where he, like, overdramatically is, like, swiping to call the number. And he raises it up, raises it up to the sky, and there's all these particle effects and like light and shit, as you call your summoning, because that's how he sees it in his head as a summoning. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is super cute. It's super like unique, like the 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 way it's just like, yeah, this is real life. This is just how this wacky forty year old nigga see it when he get in a fight. So like in the real world, he like calls someone. He's like, hold on, hold on. Yeah. All right. Hey, he's gonna be here in like four. And they're minutes. not like <laughs> dressed as their job classes. They're still wearing their clothes with just these fucking like bats and shit. That's fucking great. Yeah, no, Casca's great. I fucking love him. And so, yeah, the the Palmates is dope. And I like the concept. It's like, oh, you gotta pay for you summon. You gotta start spending that guap if you really want to use that summon. You better choose it wisely. Some summons have like special effects, like they'll heal you or like debuff enemies. Some just deal damage. Some deal damage with a debuff. There's legendary summons you can unlock. Spoiler territory, so I won't talk about it. Um, but yeah, I give I give the the gameplay a solid nine. And finally, story. Story, I'm giving a ten. Um, Yakuza Like a Dragon storyline is great. This is gonna be short because I don't want to talk too much about it. I would like people to play it because one is not connected to the mainline Yakuza franchise. Like, you don't have to play Yakuza 0 and 1 through 6 to play this game. It's set in the same world. You might see cameos from very specific people for a very short amount of time, whether they fight or don't fight or whatever. But it's not about those characters. It's about this new cast of characters with the main character being Ichiban. So if you haven't really played the previous Yakuza games, but you've been interested in jumping into that world, what a fresh you take, because it's not action combat, it's turn-based. That's why you'll play as uh, Ichiban, which is also why they changed combat. Because you're not Kiryu, you're not doing yeah. that character anymore. So this character has a different vibe to him. He's kind of like a nerd, but he's in the Yakuza because he really likes the way he feels and perceives honor within the Yakuza and shit like that. Which is why he chose to go to prison and take the fall for, you know, the, the clan. And uh, But he also likes playing Dragon Quests. So he kind of sees life as a video game in some aspects, and he wants to be the hero. Man. Which motivates him through the main plot. So imagine being a Dragon Quest fan, and being like, these games are great, and then going to prison for like 18, 19 years, and coming out, and finding out about all the other Dragon Quest games. What the fuck? Oh, oh what man. What the fuck's an MMO? <laughs> <laughs> fuck, I forgot about that one. Yeah, dude, Ichiban was like, what the fuck's a cell phone? He was in jail for like 18 years. I was cracking up when the person was in a vape, hitting a vape, and he's like, is that a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> he was so fucking culture shocked. So yeah, we'll, we'll go into the story a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Basic outline is, it's set, I believe it's in like 1999, like the day before New Year's uh, 2000. And Casca is a part of this smaller uh, clan in the Tojo family. And uh, I believe it's the Tojo family, Tojo clan. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. But we get other stuff too. I'm not gonna give away too much. I want people to play the game because the story is actually very beautiful. But Ichiban, he's a lower ranking member of the gang, but he sees a lot of honor in their clan leader because of what he did for him 
when Ichiban was younger. Da 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 da. Ichiban pretty much has to take a fall for a crime or a murder because one of the members in the gang committed this murder. But it was someone within the same family, but a higher up family. So it's going to look bad on the clan if a high ranking member did it. Yeah. So if a grunt does it, they can be forgiven. So Ichiban essentially takes the fall and gets uh, exiled from the clan. So he's waiting to get out for 18 years so, you know, he can live his life again. And things are not the same. Uh, a lot of people have traded sides for unknown reasons. Different shit is going on. You know, 18 years have passed. Like, some people have died. Some people have moved on. da 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 this and that. So the story is Ichiban coming to, like, terms with that. And also unraveling this mystery that slowly starts off from, like, one thing. Like... Chapter one is that Ichigo gets out of jail. A bunch of weird shit happens. Something happens to Ichiban. He almost dies. He ends up somewhere else. And then the story goes on from there. He's just trying to make some money. He ends up moving to this job. Something else happens. Boom, boom, boom. The plot evolves. But the plot evolves very, very naturally. It's not like, oh, I can see where this is going. And mm. then it's going to do this. It was just like, oh, yeah, this is just what this chapter is going to. Holy fuck and then it goes into the next chapter in a it immediately links up and then you're just like oh this is just gonna be one storyline these aren't just gonna be like oh yeah the early chapters are just kind of like these small cute things okay. no they're all linked up that's good yeah and it just builds up into this really cool story with like a lot of political things involved a lot of honor within the yakuza involved you know, old friends becoming rivals. Like I said, I'm not I'm not gonna give away too much. But the story is very well written. It's not again, it's one of those things where it's just like it's not like this story has never been told before, or at least ideals of it have never been told before. But it's written in a very refreshing way. And I think a lot of that does have to do with the fact that Kazuka, uh Ichiban Kazuka is in his like forties. You know, he's like an older dude and he's coming to terms with a lot after missing out on so much life on the outside and then there's all these other people and he, like he sees life as this game but there's moments where shit gets very real where you're just like fuck that was actually really sad oh man <laughs> like and you know he he has to get reality checks he has to understand what's going on he has to you know push forward and he has that kind of attitude to do it and he's like he's kind of that perfect blend of like yeah this seems like you know an older dude in his 40s but he also still has a lot to learn because of what he's missed out on so you can tell like he's he's willing to understand new things and see where to go from there the ending is beautiful i fucking teared up it was fucking beautiful does he die each of no <laughs> the fucking Spoiled. legend no each gonna make his own legend bro that's why like it, it plays so different to like the older kiryu games and it, it looks so different because this isn't kiryu's story this is ichiban's story so I'm, I'm excited for a Yakuza 2. So, um, also the side quests are adorable. There's various side quests that you can play throughout the game. And a lot of those storylines are beautiful. Like there's one where uh, there's this persimmon in a tree in this lot somewhere. And this girl, I guess she's sick. She can't go out much. She's about to get surgery that could possibly help her, but she doesn't, she doesn't have the confidence to believe it'll work. And you know, mental health helps with that stuff with surgery with people pulling through you know it helps even yeah. the tiniest bit so the dad's kind of worried that you know her lack of attitude for survival might affect it and she's just like when that last persimmon falls from the tree my life will be over so Ichiban kind of like 
watches and makes sure the persimmon doesn't fall. And there's just like various various situations where people are just smacking the fucking tree for some reason. And Ichiban's like, "Hey, yo, stop!" Oh man! Like one, like a sumo is practicing on it because then he has his own little storyline. And Ichiban's like, "Yo, nigga, chill. You have to fight him." There's one where some like military buff is like testing out this new sniper by aiming it at the persimmon. Oh fuck! It's it's like pellets. I think it's not like actual bullets, but still. Still, yeah, no, it's like, damn. And you do that just so this little girl can, you know, have faith. <laughs> damn. And she's been watching for the window, and you're just like, oh, that was so cute. <laughs> There's one where this girl's like, Ichiban, you remember me from? No, you know what? I ain't gonna get into that one. That one actually hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's a there's some really solid like side story plots. Some of them are just kind of like the point A to point thing B kind of things, but some of them I'm just like, damn, I'm invested in this shit right now. I really want to know what happens. So yeah, um, good on them, bro. I I give it a ten. N narrative wise, pacing wise was great. Like I was talking about, every chapter flows into the next event so naturally. Uh, the side quests were great. The direction was great too. Like certain camera angles and shots of scenes. Mwah. Cinematography, fantastic. You know what? Based on everything that you've said that you've liked about Like a Dragon, yeah, play Bug Fables. For sure. Play Bug Fables. All You're right. going to love it, dude. So yeah, man, 10. So uh, that's a two nines, an eight, and a 10. So 18, 28, 36. 36. Hey! <laughs> so same as Buck Fables. We got two. So you heard it here, guys. Play Buck Fables and Like a Dragon. Bofer, let me get that shit on top. And I gotta say, yeah. Based on what Kyle said, like, his in detail description of Like a Dragon, like, different gameplay completely. Mm -hmm. and like a Dragon is definitely a longer game. Than bug fables I'll, I'll say that yeah but hey like if you're looking for some new rpgs there's two of them for you guys boom boom bang bang bada bing bada boom <laughs> so that's uh the test of the grading system so you got two 36s and one bitch ass 15. if uh if i finish up a certain show by the next episode, we might make the whole episode dedicated to that. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Um, I'm, I was, I'm actually thinking of working out a system where we forty ounce each opening. Okay, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of including Marilyn as a third party, an outside source, mm. to like unbiased on the intro. Oh, on the intro. Okay, I get you. Because there's some intros where it's like. Well, this arc was really good. That's why I like the intro. Mm. But, well, I'll, I will say, though, that final seat, I don't know. I'll let you know by the end of this week where I'm at in the show. Because I will say, this fucking last season is a fucking drag to just watch. The Kaguya Infinite I, I'm like, um, I'm like, the, the Tsukuyomi happened. Um, I, I, I did the whole point with uh, Sasuke is now like leading the team because Kakashi's eye got yoinked. By the way, I'll, I'll just say more about this scene when we when we talk about the show, but by far, unironically, the funniest moment oh, in Naruto. Kakashi getting his fucking eye snatched. It's just, so, just so quick, it's just <laughs> yoink. I was just like, hey, let me borrow that real quick, bro. It's, it's like a second long. <laughs> he just flies by, grabs it, and dips. And, and just I, like that, I was no longer the copy ninja. Oh, man. 
but we'll I will go in more into that probably next episode. Yeah, but let us know what you think about the scale, the yeah. grading scale. I think I think it works. Yeah. But hopefully we'll, we'll get more experience. We'll get more practice with different things like like Ryan was talking about. Wait a second, is it or out of forty ounces? Because that's our name. Mm-hmm. You learn something new every day. Every day. The more you know. Every day. Oh, oh, my phone. oh. <laughs> this man's. <laughs> no, I just dropped my phone. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, you know what? Um, what time? How much time do we have? It's 9:25. We're pretty we much like done. Two hours. Two hours mm-hmm. in, huh? We're two hours. Okay. I think I'm gonna talk about not just one masterpiece I watched today. But another masterpiece I watched yesterday too. Oh, okay, Go I've been for it. <laughs> uh, I've been hitting different movies. Um, so I'll talk about the one I watched yesterday real quick. Uh, Cause man, do you remember Lady in the Tramp? Yeah. Have you watched that recently? No. Oh boy, let me tell you. Ah, uh, so. It came out in the 50s. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I will say this. I'm proud of Disney, because for a while, when they first said Disney+, Plus, they were just editing things left and right. Like, oh, let's take out this. Let's take out this. Oh, yeah, you know, let's let's make Lilo come out of a, of a shelf with a pizza box instead of a washing machine, because we <laughs> don't want kids going in the washing machine. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I watched that movie, like, almost 20 years ago, and I didn't crawl on no fucking washing machine. So, I ain't like, crawling no goddamn one machine. But then again, nowadays these kids are eating, we're eating Tide Pods and shit. So who knows? Um, man. So the disclaimer did say that characters are, uh, were part of the times. And, you know, you know, the same kind of uh, warning that uh, Whoopi Goldberg gives us at the beginning of Looney Tunes. <laughs> And so I was sitting there, and I was like, is there, like, a black character that's presented really bad? Or is it, like, the Italian characters Mm -hmm. um, in the pizza scene? Which, yes, they aren't super bad, but, like, they have the the bad stereotype Italian nose. Both of them do. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's a couple other things, but for the most part, they weren't so bad. I was genuinely curious. What is the the racist thing that they're warning me about and then and then the scene happened i know what you're talking about i already know (laughs) the the aunt comes over to watch the baby Mm. she sits down her basket and all of a sudden out of the basket two cats two cats like (laughs) leoxiamese if you please i'm like no 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 No. And the okay, so the music of the background is a lot of bells going ding 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 ding. <laughs> like, Bruh. it was so bad. The whole movie is like genuine heart warmth until that point, and then after that, you realize a lot of things. Because at first, it's like, oh, a beautiful story about a very gorgeous puppy, like lady, mm. like. She's, and a she's scruffy beautiful. little tramp. Yeah. So, oh, so the tramp. This is the other thing. So what's a female dog? A bitch. <laughs> you know how many times that word is tossed around in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> and so the tramp is just like, what's up, bitch? <laughs> like, I'm not even lying. 
I'm not even lying. <laughs> he's like, let me show you around, bitch. Come on, bitch. Like every other sentence when he's talking to lady, he calls her bitch. That's a bad and, bitch. And it's so fucking great because when he's searching for her in one part, he's like, bitch. Oh, bitch. <laughs> bitchy. Bitchy, bitchy. Oh, bitchy, bitch. Where you at, bitch? <laughs> no. <laughs> I couldn't take it. You're lying. I was fucking cracking up. And the part of the movie where, like, she gets put into the pound and she gets out because she has an identification. Mm. And she's mad at Tramp for kind of taking her through all these, like, he took her to the zoo, which is nice. But then he, like, takes her to, like fuck with chickens and almost get shot and like fuck. she's sitting there like i don't want to do this he's like nah bitch come on <laughs> like, like i'm not even exaggerating it's so great he's like nah bitch you'll be fine you'll be fine <laughs> and, and so he gets there oh, he's trying fuck. to like apologize to her and she's like giving him the cold shoulder like fuck you dude like i'm not talking to you mm. and he's sitting there he's like ah oh, come on bitch you know you had fun with me we had a lot, of, a lot of good times, bitch. I took you to the zoo, bitch. Like, like he doesn't hesitate to call her bitch. But the part that had me laughing is he's like calling her bitch, 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 and then he, she's just like goes into her doghouse, like leave me alone. He's like, oh ah, you know I can't leave a trick like you alone. And that's when she fucking, she's like a trick, a trick. Oh. Excuse me? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and I fucking lost it. Why is this movie funnier than I fucking remember? Trust me, watch Lady and the Tramp. It is golden. <laughs> I gotta say that. Oh, oh shit. But that's not the masterpiece I wanted to talk about today. But I gotta pee first. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Alright, Ryan. What What's the masterpiece? Okay, so... Today, this it just so happened I watched this today, and I knew we didn't have a lot of things to talk about on the podcast, so I was like, I have to talk about this, because I didn't realize this movie was going to be this good. I had seen it before a long time ago, so this is an older movie. Mm. It came out uh, around like 2004, I think. Mm. Um, it, it, it's kind of a masterpiece, I will say. Like, it's... It's executed extremely well. Yes, it might not be an Emmy-winning movie, but it's something I recommend everybody go watch or re-watch to appreciate it. It's a coming-of-age film with a little bit of a... with a lot of bit of be careful what you wish for and a little bit of time travel. Okay. Um, starring uh, Jeff uh, Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo. Yes, okay. I am talking about 13 going on 30. Oh my god. Bro. Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> uh, no, but hear me out here. Hear me out here. Nigga. <laughs> Trust me, watch it. I'm not bullshitting you. This nigga really said 13 going on. I know it's a rom-com, but let me tell you. I was engrossed by the plot twist of the movie. So, the movie is about... A, a girl who's picked on a lot mm -hmm. and like she's either in late middle school or early high school like um and she's she's the nerdy one but she loves her magazines her fashion she wants to be cool that's all she wants and her neighbor is her best friend a chunky guy who takes photos named uh matt or she calls him maddie mm -hmm. um 
It starts off with, it's her birthday, and she's having a birthday party, and she really wants the popular guys to be there, especially one Chris. I forget his name, but she also invites, like, the bad bitches of, of the crew. Um, they're, the called the, they're, they're called the six chicks. <laughs> um, fun right, fact, generic Brie name. Larson is one of the six chicks, and she has no lines. What the fuck? It's so... <laughs> <laughs> like, She's just kind of like there. And then, yeah, she has no line. And, she, and she's in like three scenes of the movie. Um, that's a check. So she invites them all over and she's the girls are like, well, we had to do a project. And we were partnered with Chris, but we didn't get the project done. So we have to do it so we can't go to your party. So Jenna's like, well, I'll do the project for you so you guys can come to my party. Because I really want to be cool because I'm a fucking pick me bitch. Mm. And so she does the project for them. And they show up to the party and they're like, we're going to play Seven Minutes in Heaven, which was a great joke later in the future. Um, Mark Ruffalo refers to that game as Spin the Rapist. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> and, um. Sheesh. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> um, so they tell her to go into the closet and put on a blindfold and Chris will be there shortly. So when she goes in, they're like, all right, they grab the project, they grab all the snacks and food and they leave. And on the way out, they tell Matt that Jenna's waiting in the closet for you. So he goes in and he sees her and she's like, she's blindfolded and she's like, I thought you'd never show. Like, um, like, so he goes in to kiss her and she says, Chris, and he's like, Chris, what the fuck? Like, it's me. And she gets so upset that she was played, like, rightfully so, rightfully yeah. upset. But it sucks that she's also upset that it's Matt and not Chris. Mm -hmm. And she goes in the closet. She's sitting there. She's like, I wish I was 30 flirty and thriving. I wish I was 30 flirty and thriving. Because that's what a fucking magazine said that the 30s were like. 30 Trust plot flirty. twist. They're not. <laughs> like, 30 flirty and thriving. Oh, my God. So, in the future, Jennifer Garner is um an editor at pose magazine okay um and she works Watch out now. her best friend happens to be the the leader of the six chicks they became friends shortly after so in this timeline after that party she does end up getting mixing in with the cool kids Damn. she ends up being the leader of the six chicks at some points apparently and she that. becomes she a, dominated. A, she becomes a cruel person. Mm. So when she but she wakes up and she, it's her thirteen year old self in this body. <laughs> so <laughs> she's fucking time jump. She's learning about how she never talks to her parents. Mm. She doesn't talk to Matt anymore. Um, the bitch that ridiculed her is now her best friend. She stole her assistant's idea and immediately fired her. Whoa! And like okay. you're, just, you're sitting there, and you're like, so it's like this tale. Of <laughs> she got everything she wanted, but at what cost? Yeah. And so the plot, the plot of the movie is she's working for the magazine, but the magazine, the magazine that she loved as a kid, but it's going under because of another magazine called Sparkle, is now like copy. Literally every issue that they do, they do the same issue with with a little more. Like, oh, okay. what I thought was funny was the magazine issue that of that month was 
10 secrets about Jennifer Lopez and Sparkle did 11 secrets about Jennifer Lopez, which I found funny because it's Jennifer Garner with D Jennifer Lopez. We all know what happened with Ben Affleck there. Jesus. So I thought that was ironic because it was okay. a little bit before that. Mm. <laughs> um, but so yeah, it's like, it's like, who, who's the one like giving the secrets to Sparkle? I initially was like, it has to be her friend that's a bitch. Total bitch. Plot twist. But it, I, mm, I, uh, Plot twist. It was her It was along. her. Yeah. She was the rat. And let me tell you, I haven't seen a plot twist that good since I found out Rose Quartz was Pink Diamond. Like, it <laughs> made me go. Ryan, what the fuck? It made me go, no. No, because I didn't see it coming. I genuinely didn't see it coming. <laughs> I could just picture Ryan sitting on the couch. No. <laughs> That's exactly what You fucking... <laughs> and, but it's good because... Um, what, sh what happens is... Uh, spoiler alert for 13 on going on 30, by the way. Um, I'm gonna be old. That's their fault. Yeah, it's their fault. <laughs> but seriously, go rewatch it without all this like with all the spoiler it's it's actually written very well i didn't think any of the dialogue was cringy because anything that was cringy came from a 13 year old and a 30 year old oh, body okay. it was actually written very well and uh the the six chick bitch is um the chick who plays fatty magoo in sunny philadelphia oh okay where, one of the best jokes was they keep calling her fatty magoo and she's like super thin and pretty mm. <laughs> like but um so she reconnects with Mark Ruffalo and she finds out that he has a fiance. Um, but she's like, whatever. She's, she just wants to reconnect with her friend. But slowly she starts falling in love with him. Damn. They do share a kiss at one point. Damn, but, that nigga about to get married though. Yeah, and you know he was just like, he was like, you know it was like bad for him. It wasn't like, he was that like, wasn't like Chance the Rapper's wife. It was yeah. well, no, not even like no. Though bear, though his fiance is good. It's more like what happened after the closet incident is in that timeline. She came out and he made her spent three weeks building her a dollhouse that of like personalized to her, and she comes out and throws it at him. So yeah. after that, they're no longer friends. So this is the first, and he was in love with her. This is yeah. the first time he hears from her, and all of a sudden, like, it brings up these old feelings. So he, he kisses her, but you can tell he's just like, why the fuck did I do that? Why the, you're, it's like a, like a, it's kind of like Diane de Bojack, where it's just like, you bring out the worst in me kind of situation. Mm. And she, she finds out that she was the snitch for the other magazine. The idea that she had the bitch uh, Fatty Magoo gave to Sparkle because she found out that Jenna was the snitch the whole time. So mm -hmm. she's like, you know what? Fuck you then. I'm going to do what you did and take the position you're about to get. Oof. And I don't blame her. That's, I that's don't, heavy. I don't blame her. She was like, this is chess, not checkers. Keep <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the movie, she goes to Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffles love. To be like, like, I don't know what's going on. I don't, I can't do this anymore. I've lost everything, but I love you. And he's just like, I always loved you, but like, 
there's a family that, down there that cares about me. There's a woman there who's been by my side. Like you missed out. Yeah, he's like, you missed your chance. And then he goes into the closet and pulls out the dollhouse and gives it to her. And it's just like, you know, like I kept it, but like, this is me getting rid yeah, of Yeah, you. like I'm moving on. And so she's crying and she realizes that she fucked up. And that's when, because by the way, what makes her go into the future, by the way, is Mark Ruffalo has, give, as a kid, get, like Matt gives her wishing powder and he sprinkles it on the dollhouse. And that's what sprinkles on her when she's wishing. Wishing, okay. So at the end, she's like crying, holding the dollhouse, and the wind starts blowing. And the wind blows some of the dust off the, the dollhouse because it's still there, it's still on her. She wakes up. She opens the closet door. Matt's there. She kisses him. She tells the bitch to six bitches to fuck off. Hey. And then you tell him. And then it time jumps, and they're getting married. Oh, that's so cliche. It was romantic cute. comedy. But now all I can think there is like, but what about his fiance who clearly loved him? Um, that bitch don't exist no more. <laughs> she was erased from the timeline. <laughs> Like, I don't give a fuck about her. She's not in Mark Ruffleslow's life. I gotta say, I put on the movie to make Marilyn happy. And you came out enjoying it? I came out enjoying it. This like, nigga. <laughs> this nigga said 13 on three. I told Kyle I had a cinematic masterpiece to talk about, but I didn't tell him what it was. I figured it was gonna be some shit. <laughs> I was like, what bullshit this nigga about to tell me? But okay, if you guys want to watch 13 going on 30, I guess you can watch that. It's on HBO Max. Oh, okay. We were going... What were we going to watch? Ah, shit. We were... Uh, there was a couple movies we were going to watch, but then we passed that, and I was just like, I'm going to put this on for you, babe. <laughs> like, I know... Little 13 going on 30, babe. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bitch. Let's watch 13 going on 30, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, fuck, I actually want to go back and watch all those old Disney movies. Just to and, see the classic fucking the subtle racism. Moments. Oh, my God. Because I know there's... I, I, I thought the Siamese cats were in Aristocats. Because I was talking to Patrick about it right after I watched the movie. Because mm. I was like, bruh, 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 bruh. This. And he's like, oh, I thought that was in Aristocats. I'm like, me too. That's why I wasn't expecting the, the, <laughs> the ching fucking... chong bing bongs and then all of a sudden the cat's coming the up and I was like, no! Crime on screen. Oh my god. But I do remember there's another Siamese cat in Aristocats that is very Asian and at one point is playing chopsticks on the piano with chopsticks. <laughs> oh my god. Like, Walt Disney, what the f Fuck. I think it was like, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll love that shit. They'll love that shit. That's their culture. Ah, yeah, American people. They hate the Jews, they hate the Asians, and they love to make the blacks work. Disney. Disney. We're here to help. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Get your fucking... <laughs> daily dose of subtle racism. <laughs> <laughs> fucking right. Oh, my God. But, yeah, 13, 30, going on 30. A 40 out of 40 ounce movie. <laughs> Ryan, I'm not. No, I would give it an accurate rating, but I don't know what to do with it. Just, just watch the movie, enjoy this, yourself. This nigga's a forty out of. I was like Ryan. <laughs> I, honestly, it's Slow probably down like, now. It's probably at least a twenty-eight. Okay, okay. I'll give it that. 
but man. Like you got a little too much dip on your chip there. You said four. Yeah. I love triggering this man. I love triggering this man. Like Jesus I love triggering Christ. the feller. All right. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's about it. Um, I'll just throw this out there. What if is out, by the way? Yes. I watched the first two episodes. How you feel? It's I. It's I. It's I. It's a little too fast paced, and I get it. They're trying to tell the whole story in like thirty three minutes. Should have made like forty six minute episodes. To be honest, mm. it would have done better. I probably I enjoyed the second episode a lot though. The the Star Lord T'Challa. Yeah, I may, but I will say, fifty percent of that was just being able to hear Chadwick's voice again. Yeah, I heard a lot of people that like real emotional. Yeah, Marilyn cried. That's like the yeah. That's the last time we ever heard his his voice was recorded in a Marvel project. Yeah, I think he's going to be a scene in Black Panther two, but I don't know. Mm. Oh, speaking of that, guess what characters are coming in Black Panther two? Ironheart, I know. Ironheart, yes. The articles all have Ironheart as the article title, mm-hmm. but in the articles they give the bigger reveal. Who else? Namor. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, why wasn't that the headline? No, because Riri was. I, I mean, I'm down with Riri. She has a really cool plot line. Her dad is a, was ended up getting revealed as a Wakandan. Oh, okay. That's so cool. So I'm like, that's where That's why she's going to get. Mm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're going to change her to where it's like, oh, maybe she is in Wakanda. Mm. Maybe working with Shuri makes her own Iron Man armor. Mm. But Namor. <laughs> The yeah. fuck? Yeah, they're just like, nah, don't worry about that. He's Namor is gonna jump in. He's gonna fuck Shuri. He's gonna fuck Nakia. He's gonna fuck every fucking one of those female generals. No. He's gonna hump his way across the Marvel universe. I'm no. so excited. He's gonna bang. How awful. <laughs> he's gonna bang Scarlet Witch. He's gonna bang um, Nebula. He's gonna bang Gamora, the second version. He's gonna bang Black Widow's dead body. He's no. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Oh, don't expect to see ScarJo in any Marvel movie anymore. But that's Disney's fault. Fuck them. <laughs> they, they edited the the posters or, or like the the promotional stuff that pops up on like Facebook for the ads. Oh, yeah? It's like a different character. It's not Scarlett Johansson, and everyone called them out for it. And then, like two hours later, I saw that same fucking promotion, and it was back to Scarlett Johansson. That's hilarious. And everyone still called them out there, like, "Oh, look at you, niggas, changing back." Cause that, that was so shady. Can we talk about how shady that was for yeah, a second? Yeah, that was pretty like, fucked up. Like, they they reached out to Disney to renegotiate the contract because of COVID. And then they tried to play it on her being selfish. Yes, Scarlett Johansson has fucking millions of dollars, but if I put my hard work into a movie, I expect my pay. Yeah, exactly. And it's her one solo film. Just pay the bitch. Oh, yeah, that part. Like, <laughs> god damn. But yeah. <laughs> god damn. I'm iffy about you, Marvel, and we'll see what you do with Spider-Man. So... I want to make a bet. I still bet that there is no Spider-Verse movie coming. I am really scared making this bet, but I'm going to go all in. So, I guarantee this is not going to be a Spider-Verse movie. But if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. Kyle, what do I have to do on the podcast? I don't know, bro. I got to think about it, bro. All right. You have till next episode. Okay. Fair enough. It's got to be either... 
you gotta remember, you gotta think about this one, because I'll do anything. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Make it humiliating. Damn, alright. Yeah. <laughs> alright. <laughs> oh, man. Alright, bet is on. Challenge accepted. This was a fun one. Yeah, it was. This is, this is cool. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Watch Lady and the Tramp, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, be good, bitch. <laughs> See you around, bitch. Come we'll on, bitch. We'll catch you next episode, bitch. Let me show you the town, bitch. <laughs> now you see, bitch. <laughs> yeah, that's the spaghetti, bitch. Goddamn. <laughs> I'm this last meatball, bitch. <laughs> My nigga's sick in an Italian and shit, bitch. Come on now, bitch. Hop in the boat, bitch. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Bitch, I want you, bitch. I love you, bitch. I love you, bitch. I ain't never gonna stop loving you, bitch. That's that's enough of that shit. Thank you for coming through to episode 88. We are double digit Looking like Alright, alright. No, I really gotta end it now because you saying weird shit. Like, I still don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> Alright Until next time y'all People who've been listening for like 10 episodes know <laughs> They're gonna be like Oh really you're still Alright They hurt man Much Nobody love Much love <laughs> Okay now someone told me when it's coming That I could be a plushy cuddler with you or something A weighty blanket sipping chocolate neck and golden mummy a crunchy roll get cozy, my little story, what we watching? I know that you ain't wanna start the combo. I see the way you look at me, the fireworks been starting. Ruby red cheeks, roasting marshmallows, how I feel this like it. But Tashi Niwa, Koku Haku.